Welcome, everybody, to episode 49 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. Today, our episode is going to be about the Mass Effect 3 Extended Cut DLC and the, the Dawn Guard expansion for, for Skyrim. Um, it's going to be a dual... Dual... Uh, Dual-wielding. Yeah, dual-wielding main segment for, for those two pieces of DLC. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to be talking later in the episode about Skyrim, a uh, little Wii U discussion, some Wii U news. Uh, what did I write here? Rayman <laughs> Origins, scanning. Quantum Conundrum, Mass Effect 3, and Borderlands will also be discussed later on in the episode. I already can't read my writing. That's not a good sign. All right. Say, once again, Dan can't read his hand. <laughs> I, can't, I really can't. God damn if it hasn't been going on for years. And I make a conscious effort to write neatly, too, and it's I still can't read it. But whatever. Uh, Will, why don't you get us started with nibble bits? All right. My first nibble bit is... Uh, let me get the app open. Okay, Sony boss steps down from Sony Computer Entertainment. Kaz Harai, Sony CEO, is stepping down as chairman and executive director at SCE. He'll be still involved in part-time capacity. However, the decision seems to be so Horai can focus on running Sony Corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is Farmville 2 is being made by Zynga and will be released soon. So that's mm-hmm. exciting okay. for Farmville fans. You know, it is kind of exciting because it's exciting to see what kind of bullshit they're going to put out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, there will be a ton. for it, Corey. You're being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my last one is new game-breaking glitches and Fez. Uh... When you update the game, it'll I could screw with your save and make it corrupt, so it'll ruin all your data. Mm. So uh, the makers of Fez are urging people to not accept the update. That would piss me off. Yeah, in, uh, in that game especially. A lot of people have been had their games ruined because of that. That's too bad. Yeah. I don't like to hear that. And they said that they're have they're working on it and trying to get it done as fast as they can. That's such a cool game too. It is, and it sucks that they're having that issue. Mm-hmm. Reminds me, I've been uh, following on Reddit, people have been posting their conversations with uh, people from EA, talking about Diablo 3, like their Diablo 3 bugs and like losing stuff and stuff like that. It's pretty funny because the... the uh, you mean Blizzard? Yeah, Blizzard. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Um, no, yeah, people were posting some about Blizzard and some about EA Origin. Like oh. They're having on Origin. Yeah, yeah, um, And it was just funny, like the conversations they'd have with this... They call it customer service people. I don't know. Yeah. If if you're interested, go on to Reddit and check it out. Yeah. It's like the person will say like, "Don't worry, everything will be okay," and then the person will get like disconnected from the conversation. And <laughs> like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> nice. Okay, Eric, what do you got for nibble bits? Hmm. I've got uh, new Max Payne three DLC coming out called Local Justice. Uh, comes out July third. Um, for obviously three sixteen PS three. Um, next one, Little Big Planet Karting uh, is going to have a beta opening soon. Anybody interested in Little Big Planet Mario Kart? That's going to have a beta coming out. So cool. There's no date yet, but keep an eye. So they're copying Smash Brothers and Mario Kart. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, and Bioware has come out and said that they're planning much more DLC for Mass Effect Three. Mm-hmm. So thank the Lord. Well, yeah. For you guys, that's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. We'll find out later, won't we? Well, I guess we will. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll go next. Google unveiled its Nexus tablet, um, which is going to be built by Asus. Some of the specs, uh, 1.3 gig quad-core CPU, 12-core Tegra 3 processor, 
one gigabyte of RAM, 1.2 megapixel front-facing camera, eight hours battery life, eight and 16 gigabyte models, uh, and a, with a seven-inch screen that has 1280 by 880 resolution. So that was announced uh, earlier today. Uh, it's supposed to be competing with the Kindle Fire. I guess the specs are a lot better. But I had heard that the the Amazon is going to announce the Kindle Fire 2 pretty soon. So mm-hmm. it probably will be more competing with the Kindle Fire 2 as opposed to the Kindle Fire 1. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Old Republic launched update 1.3 Tuesday, which included a new group finder tool, uh, ranked war zones, legacy character perks, and a, uh, adaptive gear, which I guess you can now you now have um, uh, cosmetic gear slots and, oh. and your actual equipment slots, which mm-hmm. a lot of MMORPGs have nowadays. So you can look however you want, but still get the the benefits of of the higher quality gear, even if it's mismatched. Oh, okay. So, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. I've, and I thought about that because you always want your character, especially in that game, to look cool. Yeah, more yeah. than because it's Star Wars, you know. Well, weren't they going to do something with like dyes? Yeah, I don't like a crafting thing. Yeah, I don't. I think they took that out during beta. If it seems like oh, that's too bad. That well, they made it so you could. Well, they they had this tool where you could match everything to your chest plate in beta. Uh, I think is what it was, and then they took that out when. When the game actually came out, as far as I know, I think that was in beta, but it didn't make the final release. So, and then my last nibble bit is Dragon's Dogma has sold over a million copies, uh, which convinced Capcom to turn it into a series, hey, which right. is nice. Sweet, yeah, because I dig that game. So, yeah, yeah, I didn't read that article, but I saw a headline somewhere else that said something along the lines of they want to turn it into a cash cow. Yeah, which hey, good for them. I'm glad that. Uh, JRPG or a Japanese company can make like a Western style RPG and and you know make make a good game. Sure. So I really want to play also, that. It's also great that it's not Call of Duty or Gears of War or Halo. You know, it's like right. A new... It's new, yeah, new IP. Yeah. I do like that too. Yep. Okay, uh, Corey, what do you got for us for Nibble Bits? Uh, Nintendo will outsource most of the new Smash Brothers game games. I should say, uh, outsource the production to Namco Bandai. I guess the name of the team in Nintendo that makes the Smash Brothers game is called Project Sora. Um, and I think the, there's there's two games in development right now, and I think one is just a uh, Wii U and one's a 3DS version, which is kind of a lot for one team to take on. So Namco, Namco Bandai is going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Steven Totillo that tweeted that all but guarantees Pac-Man in the new Smash Brothers. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Which That's a good cool. idea. How do you guys feel um, about that? Just kind of curious. It's I fine. saw a lot of people were really angry. On... No, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. Like Namco Bandai, they know what they're. I can't think of any games that they've made offhand, but like they're not like stupid. And yeah. uh, Project Sora is going to still oversee everything, so yeah, it'll everything will get their stamp of approval before it gets sent out. Gets to us. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with them. You know, handing it off to a different different studios. Mm-hmm. You know, someone can have a little different take on it and. Yeah, I'll probably make, maybe they'll make it a good game. Yeah. Is <laughs> Eric chiming in? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't think so, Corey? Let's move along. Uh, Sony is unsure about the future of the Resistance series. Uh, I guess the exact quote was that they don't have any definitive plans for it. Uh, I guess Insomniac, who made the first three games, has moved on. Um, I mean, there there will definitely be another one, but they just don't have any any plans lined up for that. Uh, Microsoft rejects Motorola settlement offer that demands 2.25% royalties from every Xbox 360 sale. 
is that retroactive? Do you know, or is it just on the ones that are so. selling I think it's now? Just in the future, uh, uh, which is crazy. Yeah, because that probably wouldn't be very many. Also, well, yeah, um, there's that too. But there, there was more as part of that settlement. I can't remember specifically what it was, but like Microsoft would get a little bit of money for something of Google's or Motorola, because Google owns Motorola. Um, oh. But I didn't feel like reading about all that crap because I don't really care about it. I just thought, you know, yeah. that number was a little crazy. It is, yeah. Um, so earlier this week, there was a leaked uh, web page, I guess you could call it, of uh, announcing a uh, PC release of Final Fantasy VII. And as part of this release, it said the update, it's a, it's a, it was supposed to be a remake, uh, would include cloud saving, unlockable achievements, and something called a character booster which I guess with the achieve achievements kind of means it would have been a Steam release. But just the other day, um, the Square Enix CEO said no Final Fantasy VII Remake will come out until the original one is topped. So I guess what he means by that is that the new Final Fantasies, the, the Final Fantasies they make now have to be better than the old ones before they start remaking the old ones like that. Yeah. That could be a while. Uh, that'll never happen. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, I actually wrote an article about it, and I said we're better off, like, hoping for Final Fantasy VII 2 than we are, like, a remake of Final Fantasy VII then. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I guess I, he sees that if they did something like that, that would mean the end of the series, in his opinion, so. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's promising. The thing I took away from all of this was that, um, as part of the leaked rumor of uh, one of the features is the character booster. I was kind of wondering, is that like, is that like a microtransaction thing? Like, you can play Final Fantasy VII, and if you want to boost your character, you can give us a dollar, and we'll give you like a level boost or something like that. I don't know. I like the idea of re-releasing it on PC. Well, there is a PC release. Oh, is there? Already. Yeah, that came out in like 1998 or 99. Oh, I knew that, but I mean a more more recent one oh, that wouldn't no, have yeah. compatibility issues with with windows and all the hardware nowadays yeah but how would you guys feel about i I should have had this for news but how would you feel about that like a microtransaction within an old classic game like imagine playing like earthbound or something and you can play it for free but if you want to do neat little extra things you can pay little microtransactions yeah as long as it was something that wasn't in your face you had to kind of seek it out yeah and it didn't disrupt the game at all yeah because that you know those are sacred to me basically those types of games so yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I would be okay with it. Yeah, I think that would be an awesome idea. I yeah. shouldn't have announced it on here. Yeah, we should I'm have. Sure somebody's, I'm sure somebody's thought of it. Cut it out, Dan. No, Corey, you're the first. I know it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I've never That's heard anyone. Nibble bits. Okay. Uh, how is everybody's week? We'll start with you, Corey, down in New York City. Down in Dirty Brook. In the uh, New York office. Yeah. It was good. I saw a ton of music this past week. Hey, Tammy. My roommate just walked in. Um, we saw Deer Tick on Thursday uh, down in Red Hook. Are you a fan of theirs? Yeah. Yeah, I like them. Um, they did play Nirvana at the end. Mm. They played their set, and they still had like three minutes left, and then they played Nirvana. And I was like, oh, Oh, man. God, why would they play one of the most influential rock bands of all time? I can't. I don't get it. I, just, I hate Nirvana. Me too. Both of you can fuck it. off. How about that? Uh, I, don't, I never understood the hate for Nirvana. I just don't like I their th- music. I think Kurt Cobain might have been influential, but in my opinion, ruined rock and roll for many years. And it's only until recently that it's like improving. But that's just my opinion. I know you'll disagree, so we'll just move on. Uh, unless you want to say something. <laughs> no. 
We okay. can. Off air. <laughs> uh, Friday, we went to see Yellow Ostrich, which I don't know if you guys know them, but they were pretty nope. cool. They, they opened for this other band called Los Campesinos, though. That was just, I don't know. It was like pop punk for nowadays teenagers. Oh, it just, ew. Way, that was way too much for me. Like, I was looking around, and everybody had X's on their hand, and I'm like, why, why am I, like, the only one who's able to drink here? And then, of course, we realized that the band that was coming on was for younger people. It's kind of how I, how I felt when I was at the Skrillex show. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Getting too old to go to concerts, unless it's Bob Dylan concerts. <laughs> <laughs> and then yesterday we went to see my girlfriend's uncle's band at a beer garden, which was um, right on the pier overlooking the Brooklyn Bridge, which is a pretty, pretty cool venue. Ooh. But yeah, that's beer, definitely the most music I've seen in the last... Beer gardens year. are nice, too. Yeah, the only thing... Well, I mean, we got to drink a little bit of free beer, but we didn't have access to the actual beer garden part of it because we oh. were, like, VIP or whatever. Oh. Okay. Well, cool. Sounds like a good time. Oh, and I spent a little bit of time redesigning our website. So. Yes, check that out. It looks much better. Much better. Check it out. Yeah, we got a, a banner now. Uh, actual legitimate banner which looks great uh, it does have our ugly mugs on it but i think it looks really good we look particularly handsome uh, yeah i do. did notice though that Corey looks the best i mean he is the best looking but man you you got a 10 million dollar smile on that picture Corey. <laughs> yeah that's bullcrap uh tyler took that picture it looks great you know you look like uh cristiano ronaldo from uh team portugal in the euro tournament well, thanks, guys. Yeah, these are all photos that were on our website. Does, I just, dude. I just, uh, you know, took our busts out. Yeah, I always like to use my dad's old joke, and that's I used to think I didn't take a good picture, and then I realized I just wasn't very good looking. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to use that joke. But anyway, Will, how's your week? Ah, uh, I'm a proud uh, failure of the trigonometry regents. Oh boy! Yeah, got a fifty-seven on that. Ouch! Nice. Almost everybody failed though, so I don't feel too bad. And yeah. got much worse grades. And some people failed both trigonometry and chemistry. Ouch! But I don't. I mean, I don't really care. Yeah. I kind of figured going in, I was gonna fail because that class is extremely hard. What'd you get in chemistry? I didn't find out my grade yet. Well, I mean the regents. Oh, you don't know? No, I don't know. I mean. They sent home a paper saying, your student has failed the following regions. And I was like, oh, God. Huh. And then I just saw Trig. I'm like, eh, I expected that anyway. Yeah. Stuff's well, hard, man. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't, they, so they send a note home now when you fail a region. So. Yeah, and they say, you, we want you to take summer classes over in Owego <laughs> and take it again in August. I'm like, yeah, right. You yeah. kidding me? Or you can take it in January or July I'm just, or June. I was like, no, I don't care. Yeah. Don't you have to have a Regents diploma, though, to, like, go to college? Not for Trig. Algebra no. is the only class you need. The only the only schools that really care are, like, SUNY schools. Anyone else doesn't really give a crap. Yeah. Gotcha. That, um, was, that was the most out of control over a situation I've ever felt in my life, though, taking that test. Yeah. I was just like, oh, wow. But moving on from that, I bought my uh, Warp Tour tickets, which nice. is exciting. Sweet. I'm trying really hard to get Eric to go. I'm probably going to go. How much is it? I already decided we were all going and wearing skinny jeans. Are you going? No. Dan, you go? No, I don't. uh, Well, first of all, I don't own a pair of jeans. 
And if I did own a pair of jeans, it wouldn't be skinny jeans. I'm probably going to go out and buy all that. I would rather wear <laughs> skin-tight mesh shorts. <laughs> you can do that. Dan, you can. That's acceptable yeah. for investors. I would do that then. I was going to say, Dan, skinny sweatpants. I don't skinny have sweatpants. No, go, go with the skin-tight the, the skinny mesh shorts. shorts yeah. okay. Yoga pants? <laughs> if I had yoga pants, I would totally wear them. Uh, boy. But I, I, yeah, skin-tight short mesh shorts. I, you got a I have beanie? a couple pair of those. I have a few beanies. You can't but I have a sports team on it. Uh, I do have one. Do you have one that hangs off your head kind of a little bit? No, it's it's one that has the two things on the sides. Yes. yes. Oh, perfect. That is yeah, perfect. It's That's pretty perfect. hipster. You're going to look ravishing i'm gonna sweat like a pig too with that with that beanie on because that's my winter oh yeah and it's too winter hot beanie. it's too cold outside you've got to be out there with a beanie yep and a purple flannel that's what um, i'm wearing do hipsters sweat though i never seem to see them sweat they're usually skinny <laughs> that's a good pretty question. skinny maybe they don't i don't, I don't think i've ever seen do. one sweat i think their their sweat glands are concentrated in like a hidden spot that we don't know about <laughs> the rest of us don't have that spot in between yeah. their butt cheeks it's like on the bottom of their foot <laughs> they got some real sweat foot going on Ew. Ew. that's really gross yeah <laughs> but i'm really excited to go to warp tour nice is uh, there was one band playing that i did want to see rise against playing yeah that's who it was. i think they're one of the main i'm sure they probably are yeah i like a couple of their songs them and there's a couple other there's like two other bands that are like the the main ones that yeah. everybody's going to see all right but yeah july 17th not far away and where is it Darren lake all right. nice so other than that i mean i've been playing video games and working full-time word you doesn't yeah. work in full-time suck no i and love, i love it it break, breaks my heart to hear that. <laughs> well, I mean... Our job is a lot better than your job, believe no, me. No, I, I believe you, Dan. <laughs> That's not, not hard. you to really convince That's, me on that one. It's not hard. <laughs> okay. Eric, what did you do this week? Uh, not a hell of a lot, Dan. I, I don't think I did anything, really. Nothing crazy. Um, I did start reading a book. Ooh. I started reading um, Fifty Shades of Grey, the one oh. all the girls were reading. Yeah. Because... Somebody told Tyler and I that all men should read it too. Really? Apparently, it gets girls really horny. Yeah, I've heard that. From what I understood. Right. So I was like, well, I'll give it a read. And I am reading it faster than I've read any other book in my life. Really? Yeah. It's good. Is it good or is I it? I like it. Um, there was one part I got to. I got a little half chub going. <laughs> all right. Wait, what's the what's what is this book? It's I've all heard about, a lot about sex. It, but I have no idea what it is. Uh, it's vampires, right? No. I thought it had to do with vampires. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's Twilight. Not at all. No, I thought there was some tie-in with Twilight. I thought it was like fan fiction from it's, Twilight. It's about bondage. Huh. Like, basically, there's a girl who meets up with this, like, rich, like, young billionaire guy who's the head of this company and, like... Every woman's fantasy. Right, yeah, yeah. And he falls for her. But he's, like, crazy, kind of. And he takes her to his mansion... And he's like, but now before we do anything, you have to sign paperwork oh, saying that you will not say anything to anybody about what happens. And he, he, she does, and he takes her into this room that he has, and it's all, like, torture shit yeah. and, like, bondage stuff. And then she t- – this is the part I'm at right now. This just happened. She, she tells him that she's a virgin, and he, like, freaks out on her. He's like, I knew you weren't experienced, but I didn't know you were a fucking virgin. <laughs> and he's oh, like, all God. right. 
because she told him, she asked him, she's like, are you going to make love to me tonight? And he goes, I don't make love. I fuck hard. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so he takes her virginity, and uh, but in a normal way. Yeah. But, yeah, from here on out, I understand it's pretty uh, huh. intense. I swear I heard somewhere. Well, I mean. As far as I know, there's no vampires. So. Okay. <laughs> Maybe what he color is? does the guy sparkle in the sun? I haven't found out yet. Okay. Maybe he's the vampire. That's his craziness. <laughs> that, that's got to be how this ends. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I will be sure to let you know. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested because I, I, I swear I heard somewhere else that had something to do with vampires, and it was started at as like fan fiction for, for Twilight. That's what I had heard. I don't think so. No, I really don't. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Who wrote this? A man or a woman? It's a woman. Can't remember the name. Yeah, it's super popular though. I mean, a lot of people amongst are women. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Huh? It's the new Hunger Games. Oh, I don't know. Is there a lot of sex and bondage in Hunger Games? Not at then all. Then it's probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically just like reading a porn, a really nasty porn. Should I write an essay on this book for school next year? So it's like a yeah. trashy rom- romance novel. Real trashy. Okay. But apparently, but popular. And, and I've heard from multiple men with female partners that if you have your female partner read this book, you're going to get more sex out of them. Really? Yep. Huh. I've heard it from multiple people. That's interesting. So, okay. If you guys are interested, <laughs> I pro- probably not. But <laughs> no, not not we'll for see. you to read. Oh it. yeah, yeah. Buy a copy for another person. Oh, one of my boyfriends. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Okay. That's all I did. All right. Um, My week, uh, you know, I didn't take any notes for what I did this week, but one thing I did do was order Fallout New Vegas for PC, uh, which came today. I installed it and played it for a minute or two, but I didn't really – I didn't have a chance to to play it enough to talk about it later on in the episode, but I did buy it and install it, and I can't wait to play it. So Uh, that's that's it for me. I swear I had something I wanted to talk about, but like I said... I think I did too, but I can't remember. Nope, me neither. If I don't write it down, it's out of my head immediately. So we're going to take a quick break and be right back with our main segment on the Mass Effect 3 Extended Cut DLC and Dawn Guard right after this. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 49 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are going to be starting off by talking about the Dawn Guard DLC, which came out yesterday, Tuesday, June 26th. What's your guys? I think Will has the most experience with this. So, what's your experience so far with the Dawn Guard DLC? It's. I'm not very far, but it's very cool. Okay. Basically, what happens is. Do you want me to give the background story to it yeah. a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, because that's stuff that happens right in the beginning, you know? Yeah. Basically, it started out for me as I was walking through Riften. I had booted up the game, downloaded the DLC. I was walking through Riften because I was doing a Thieves Guild last, I think. Apparently, I must have been. And I walked around the town a little bit, and some guard walked up to me and said, Are you aware of the vampire attacks that have been going on? No, I haven't. That's what I said. And he said, Yeah, the Dawn Guard are trying to prevent all these attacks. Would you like to help us out with joining them? So, I mean, you say yes, and you head down to the Fort of Dawnguard, and it's just south, what, 
southeast from where Rifton is. Oh, okay. So it's not very far from do you, there. Do you go through, like, a, a valley where there's a big gate? No. What you do is you go into, like, a, a cave. Or not a cave, but, like, a, a tunnel. Oh, okay. And yeah. you go through that, and then you come out, and you're by Dongard, and it's, like, snow is just falling down. And it's it's kind of cool because I forgot how, like, awesome the Skyrim environment is because I yeah. haven't played it in forever. I know. And I'm just walking around, and I see it just snow coming down like crazy. And yeah. it's like... I missed this game. Yeah, no, it's it's good stuff. But you get into the fort, and then you meet with the leader who talks about, you know, the vampires are starting to run rampant, and they want you to, you know, prove your worth and going to a cave to kill or find out what they're what they're trying to do. Uh-huh. So basically right now I'm in Dim Hollow Cave. Figure, I just figured out, like, what why the vampires are in that cave killing off the other Dawn Guard. Okay. But it's the basically the story. It's just talking about the rise of the vampires, uh-huh. and they look different from the ones that are in the mainland of Skyrim, right? Yeah, um, the vampire lords I hear are really demonic looking. Yeah, they're pretty ugly. Yeah, I saw some some but, uh, video of them. Yeah, they're pretty pretty uh, ugly looking. But I mean, it's pretty cool. You, I fought gargoyles, which I don't think were in the original game. No. So they're pretty cool to kill them, and I guess there's a new race that is brought in. I don't know if you can be playable, but I heard there's a new race, huh? Called the Snow Elves. Oh yeah, no, I don't, I don't. They're the that's what the Falmer are. Is that what they are? Yeah. Oh okay. Um, the Falmer are twisted, like they're old Snow Elves that got twisted and. Oh yeah, because weren't they put on they, they're made yeah they're made a slave race by the by the dwarves okay so the they're old snow elves yeah um but I, I don't know as far as i know that there wasn't any actual like snow elves they turned into the falmer the falmer yeah yeah apparently they're they're brought up but huh. like i said i'm not very far i didn't get a lot of time to play it okay. i've been busy no, but I've... right now it seems pretty cool it's kind of interesting because you can either join like Vang- the dawn guard or yeah vampires or whatever you want to do i was actually gonna ask about that you're given a choice like at the beginning which side you want to join yeah because you do something in that cave and you know you have to go help somebody out who's a vampire and then they from there you can decide like you can become a vampire but i'm a werewolf already so Uh, i don't think i can become a a vampire vampire. too yeah since they're always battling each other yeah especially in twilight twilight That's actually the first thing I did when I got into the cave and saw a vampire. I turned into a werewolf. Oh, perfect. And it started attacking everyone. Perfect. But, yeah, it, right now, it's pretty cool. It's okay. getting me back into Skyrim. All right. Yeah. You guys talking about it makes me want to play Skyrim again. Oh, the Skyrim was sweet. The environment is just incredible. Yeah. I forgot all about all that. So what kind of information do, do you have on it, Corey and Eric? Uh, well, I can say that you stuff. need to be at least level 10. Yeah. Um, which is whatever. And if you go, as Will mentioned, you have that choice of choosing to join the Dawn Guard and fight the vampires or become a vampire yourself. If you decide to go with the Dawn Guard, you get access to special weapons. Uh, there is a crossbow. They added a crossbow. To the oh, game. yeah. But I guess you can craft... I'm not sure if this is only if you're a member of the Dawn Guard. You can craft Dragonbone weapons. Oh. Yeah, I'm not sure. I th- think that might have been something that was just added. Yeah, no, I mean, it was definitely added, but I don't know if you actually have to be part of the Dawn Guard or if it's just something they added, you know. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, uh, it is 10 to 20 hours of content, depending on how you play. I guess if you speed through everything, it'll take you about 10 hours if you take your time and 
search every corner of every area closer to 20 hours it's quite a bit of time yeah that is yeah you know initially it was like 20 dollars like that's that's too much for me for dlc but when you think about it like 10 to 20 hours of content is pretty good and i always do the comparison of like a movie average ticket price for a movie is probably 10 dollars yeah um and you know that's two hours if you're lucky if you're lucky of entertainment so you know 20 bucks for 10 to 20 hours of skyrim pretty good deal yeah. And I did, uh, it is exclusive to Microsoft right now, exclusive to the Xbox, but it will be at least a month, I guess, yeah, Microsoft has a one-month exclusivity deal, so it'll be at least a month before it's released on PS3 and PC, uh, but after spending some time on Reddit, I found out that people are already, like, hacking into it, like, taking the Xbox files and putting them on the PC and manipulating them so that it'll work on PC. Wow. So if you have a PC, you could probably, if you know what you're doing, um, get it up and running in the next few days. Yeah. And you could wow. get it somewhat legally by downloading it through Xbox Live, transferring yeah. it to your PC yeah, and you're manipulating the files. still buying it. Yeah. Huh. That's pretty crazy. That is pretty crazy. I don't, know Those redditors. I, I don't know if I'd want to attempt that. Mm-mm. But okay. Bad idea. Yeah. It kind of it kind of sucks though. Like I have a PS3. I would. I don't have Skyrim anymore. But if I did, I would love to play this. Looks cool. Yeah. But I would have to wait at least a month. And I guess the reason. I mean, it it'll probably end up being longer than that because they had to focus on getting the Xbox version ready in time. Yeah. So they've pretty much neglected the other two versions well i know pc will will be easy because they probably made it for pc and i know the pc to xbox thing is really easy because of the it's very similar hardware yeah but the ps3 is a little more difficult which is why there's a lot of problems with the ps3 version of skyrim because it was made for pc which like i said is a lot easier to transfer to xbox and that's why they had their weird weird problems with the ps3 version because it wasn't it wasn't uh, optimized for the PS3. So. Yeah. So yeah, it probably will take. It'll. I think it'll probably be out in a month for PC, but a little bit longer probably for the PS3. If I had to guess. Yeah. Yeah, that make that makes sense. Oh, I forgot to mention. If you, if you do join the vampires, you obviously become a vampire, and they have a whole bunch of new abilities. Yeah, there's a whole. Listed, but I don't know if you want me to read them because it's kind of spoiler. Territory. There's a whole skill tree for for vampires and right? werewolves. And werewolves. Yep. Really. Yeah. I guess to get them for the werewolves, you have to feast on people, and that'll give you like perk points. Oh. And that's how you do that skill tree. I didn't know that. Cool. And I think it's eleven's the highest, or the highest perk. Maybe. Huh. I'm not sure though. Nice. And there's a mount somewhere. Yeah. There too. Did you get the mount well? No, but I I know. Of it, at least. Okay. There's oh. also a character makeover. Yeah, I did hear that. that That's a good idea. You can change your character's face, but not race or anything, but you can just change what they look like. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, you can't change the race or sex, I guess, but you can change the, the appearance of the character. Which is cool. Yeah, it's a good idea. Okay. Yeah. Anything else for Dawnguard? I'm mm- excited to try it. Yeah. yeah. Next week, I'll try to have it beat and be able to talk about it more yeah i'm probably gonna buy it next week i think i'm gonna start a new character mm-hmm. and get up to level 10 and then go do it yeah because the guy that i have now i didn't do any like i didn't do the thieves guild and i didn't do any of the evil stuff uh-huh. so i'm gonna make a bad guy oh there you go and i think i'm gonna be a vampire Ooh, cool yeah 
Because nice. I know I'm definitely joining Dawn Guard. Yeah. So it'll be good to get the differing perspective. Yep. Yeah, so we'll be talking a bit more about that in the, in the coming weeks. Yep. Okay. Corey, you're going to get uh, Skyrim for the PS3? Well, I mean, I had it before, and I beat it. Um, but That's I right. I beat it for our podcast, actually, so I can talk about it. Yeah. Um, on our our, episode, our Skyrim episode. But, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I didn't really have time to do anything with it before I traded it in. I just did the main story. So there's so much in that game I still have yet to discover. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll just... I'm coming up north this weekend, so maybe I'll just play Will's copy for a while. Oh, yeah. there you go. Do it. I got nothing else to do. Yeah. I'll be at work for half the day, so... I'll be thinking about you when I wake up at noon every day. <laughs> well, then you only get like three hours to play it. That's true. I'd let you play longer. I'd do. Some well, you could play it at night too. Oh yeah. Who cares? Because I go to bed at like ten, eleven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'll I'll buy it. Probably not this week, but but maybe next week I'll I'll get it because I I spent the money that I had set aside for the Dawn Guard DLC on on uh, Fallout New Vegas. Nice, because it was only twenty bucks and I couldn't pass that up. So that's a great deal. Yeah, it was worth it. Yeah, it was. But okay, uh, all right, Mass Effect Three Extended Cut DLC. Now, I wanted to have my character experience some of the new endings, but I didn't. You needed to have a save point that was at the beginning of the Cerberus base attack, the autosave from that, mm-hmm. which, um, looking back, I didn't have. I had restarted, you know, uh, an insanity playthrough with, with the character that I already had, so the autosaves were all from, you know, various missions that I was working on. Um, so, but I, I did end up, I, I played Mass Effect a little bit. I'll talk about that later, but uh, I did end up watching all of the videos on the YouTubes. Mm-hmm. I watched so. Destroy. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Corey, you watched all, did you watch all the endings? I watched all the endings. Okay. the new one. Yes. I watched the new one too, which was one of the things people were calling for, but we'll get into that. Um, well actually we'll, we'll talk about that one first. The, the new ending was the refuse ending. Which um, you could either uh, shoot the the um, child, yeah, the 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 kid at the end, the catalyst. You could shoot him in the head or not do anything, and it, it led to a certain ending. Really? Yes. Which is something players ask for because they're like, you know, if that was my shepherd, I would have just shot the catalyst in the head and not worried about it, you know. So that is a an option now for an ending. Really? Yes. What? I should have yeah. watched that. I saw a refuse ending, but I didn't even yeah. watch it. I'm going to do that one again. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the the new ending, and then the other ones were expanded upon. So uh, I want to hear your opinion, Corey. What, what did you think of the extended endings? I thought they were terrible. Really? really? Yeah, I, I was not. I mean, I was one of those people that liked the original ending. Right. So I, I wasn't looking for these new endings. But when I watched them, if I was somebody who was very unhappy with the original ending i would be like what the hell is this yeah um other than the refusal ending i will say i thought the refusal ending was really cool and really well done yeah it was cool um and it was different than the other three in the other three it's it's still the same what do i want to say the only thing all, all the three endings are the same yeah and the thing people complained about was the only thing that was different in the original ending was the colors of the uh you know the choice that you made yeah. as it transfers to the mass relays and it's still like that it's still the same 
set of uh, screens, and then it shows a bunch of still images, like a montage of still images that are all the same, only slightly tweaked with a different color. Yeah. And the only thing different between the endings is the voiceover. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who does the voiceover? And, I mean, I guess it provides more clarification. Yes. Um, See, that's what I liked about them. But. Is because you one of my huge problems was why you know why the Normandy was speeding away from the scene at the end. So it explains that. It explains the you know, the crash. And also like out you know, you weren't really sure what happened at the end. Um you do know that the you know, the crew survives the crash, um and they end up fixing fixing the Normandy and taking off. And another thing you learn is even during the destroy should we you know, we I should say we're doing the spoilers. We'll have to talk about spoilers for this one, yeah. but I, but I'll I'll put that in the in the show notes that there'll be spoilers about this one. But when you do the destroy ending, um, you know all the all the mass relays get get blown up, which um, that's supposedly the good ending too. You know all the all the mass relays get blown up, so. Uh, th- but they say during the the epilogue, and I think is it Admiral Hackett? Yeah, it's Hackett that does yep. that does the destroy one. He said, you know, the mass relays were destroyed, but it's not. It, he says something like, "It's not anything we we can't fix." Yeah. So, like, I thought the the destruction of the mass relays would mean the end of the the Mass Effect universe as it as it's known, you know. But I, I'm kind of glad to hear that it wasn't. It wasn't ruined for good, you know. They would it would take some time, but they could be, rebuild the mass relays. But what I don't get is when you blow up the mass relay for uh, the arrival DLC and Mass Effect Two, it pretty much wiped out half that system. Yeah. So well, how th- does all of them blowing up not affect? I think the difference is something large crashed into the the one in the arrival DLC. Yeah. Um, and it was like an external explosion as opposed to like more internal type of thing. Yeah, Seems I guess they, yeah. they they showed the explosion differently, like in the new one. Like it just kind of the middle part blows up and like pieces kind of fall apart. It doesn't like explode, explode. Mm-hmm. So okay, yeah. But I mean, overall, I thought I thought they were they were better. Like I still don't like the ending. I don't like the way the game ended. You know, regardless. But it does ex- it did explain a few things for me that that I'm like okay, it's, makes it's more right. sense. Yeah. Do you want to you want to talk about the refusal ending? Like what happens? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of uh, synopsized, summarized all the endings. I don't know if we were going to talk about them or not. Specifically. Yeah, yeah, we can. Um, all right. So my favorite one of the new endings was the refusal one, and you know it runs through all the same, all the stuff Dan talked about. Like the, um, actually it doesn't. No, no. Yeah, you're right. This one, this one's different. Um, so what it does is it just cuts to a planet, which seems mostly uh, barren. You know, people-wise, like it's not very. It's there's no. It's not populated or anything, and there's uh, a beacon, similar to the beacon you see in the first Mass Effect that had the Prothean thing, mm-hmm. and it goes, it like pans below ground, and you're in almost what's like a like a fallout shelter, and it's Liara talking, and she explains how that they couldn't prevent the the Reaper cycle, um, and that you know she, she offers her assistance and and tries to give you all the it's exactly what the Protheans did, like Liara is the next version of the Protheans in the yeah. next cycle. So, you know, the, the next people who are facing the, the Reapers have her similar to what Shepard had in the Protheans. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. Yeah, and then at the end, like, I, I couldn't figure out, because, well, you know, they had the Stargazer thing at the ending, at the very end. Um, one of the things they were saying is that the information that was provided 
protected them, does that mean that the next civilization, the next cycle, was able to beat the Reapers? Do you think? I didn't. I didn't get that. I mean, I guess it could, but um, I didn't get that either. I had read that in in someone's so like a, a post on the like uh, Mass Effect Three article. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get that at all by watching it. I just, you know, the catalyst said once you refuse to make a decision, it said so the cycle continues. Yeah, and I think it's just gonna, you know, the cycle's just gonna continue to repeat itself. Whether the next group solves it or not is not really the point. Right. But okay. Yeah, I like that. I thought that was cool. Would I have chosen that when I played through the first time? No, I, I still would have gone with destroy. Yeah. I actually picked control my first time through. Me too. Um, but I didn't want to destroy the, um, the Geth that I had so, uh, uh, what's the word? I had worked so hard to prevent Help. from being wiped out yeah. by the, um, by the Quarians. But plus, you're good friends with Legion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was also some more dialogue I thought in the in the new endings than the than the old ones. Um, there was more options to ask, like what what would happen with yeah. the different endings. I was I was trying to figure out if I just didn't remember any of that, or if there really was more conversation. Yeah, with... I th- I think there was because, um, you know, I think Shepard's allowed to question the the catalyst a little bit more about what's going on. And you know the the catalyst says it's the solution to the to the chaos, um, and that the you know the reapers are all the stored inform you know the their stored information from uh, previous uh, extinctions, I guess. But the thing I thought was funny was the the race of people that created the reapers, um, or came up with the solution, I guess, were wiped out by the reapers too. Mm-hmm. Um, again, and it said against their will, which I thought was interesting. Did you catch that, Corey? Yeah. Did I? Did, that wasn't in the in the old endings, right? No, I, I, I couldn't remember either, to be honest with you. I, I, I couldn't either, but I I, I, I'm pr- I usually am pretty thorough about like asking all the questions, mm-hmm. and I didn't remember that piece of information. Yeah, I don't either. I would have so, remembered something like that. So I thought that was interesting. So you know that would. To me, if the Reapers, you know, had t- uh, turned on the people that created them anyway, like that that whole cycle was to prevent, you know, machines from killing humans, and that's exactly or killing, uh, you know, people. Yeah, I wiping guess. out the population. Yeah, wiping out yeah. organics. I mean, if you choose the control option, um, this ending has the Shepherd character uh saying how it's like immortal he or she is immortal now yeah and they kind of, they almost talk to you like you're like it's a god and it, 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 uh, everything he says is a lot like threatening almost yeah um, he says i will build an army nobody will oppose i mean so i guess there's room for that still that idea of you know the, the, the whoever stopped the reapers is, is that what you're saying the, whoever stopped the reapers the reapers still took over the yeah. the the race of of organics that created the reapers were taken out by the reapers oh, against their okay. will. The yeah. Against their will. Um, that's one of the things the catalyst says, which like I said to me, um, was kind of defeating of the purpose, you know, cause the, the, obviously the reapers were synthetic life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turned, it turned on its masters that created it and wiped it out, you know? Yeah. And then that's just what happens. And it repeats. Yeah. So, yeah, I the the whole control thing kind of weirded me out. It made me feel like Shepard was going to be the new like catalyst, you know? 
Yeah. That's the impression that I got from it. But. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, like I said, it provides more clarification. But in my opinion, and again, I'm speaking from somebody who liked the original ending. I think it kind of narrows the ending. Um, because, I mean, Bioware asked people to use their imaginations a little bit. Um, when analyzing the ending and i mean look at all like the brilliant discussion that happened because of it like the indoctrination theory and all yeah. that stuff that came out which to me was way more fun than like having this more concrete like this is what happened you know yeah and then, and then your mass effect 3 thing is over like i liked that there was that ongoing conversation which you know could have happened forever yeah yeah I, no i agree with you to a point but at the same time like the, all the hundreds of hours I invested in a video game, I didn't want it to have an open-ended, like could be any, could be this, could be that ending. I wanted it to, ha- you know, have a concrete, have a, have a more concrete ending. Yeah. Um, and like I said, a lot of the stuff in the new in the new DLC was answered for me. I wanted to know why the Normandy was leaving the scene. Um, it was ordered by Admiral Hackett. I wanted to know. Uh, if people survive, if anybody survived, you know, you don't, you don't really know knew what happened. Yeah, all the fleets that were stuck. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I and I wanted to know all that stuff. I feel like there's something else in there that I wanted to know that was answered during during the new DLC, but I, mm. I don't recall. The last breath of Shepard wasn't answered. No, no, but that's that's probably, that's, probably a good thing. That's probably uh, it's probably gonna leave for DLC. Yeah, I don't know. To add on. I mean, do we still think the destroy ending is the good ending? Because that's the only one Shepard might still be alive in. I think so. Yeah, I think only because the other ones leave the Reaper still alive. And I, I still don't feel like uh, even the control ending, like like Shepard would have full control over the Reapers. Yeah. And obviously Synthesis just turns just turned uh, organics and you know technology into the same thing leaving the reapers alive i think the only one that you can do is destroy the reapers you know yeah to actually like break break the cycle you know yeah well let me ask you this do you think these new endings still leave room for the indoctrination theory Uh, yes and no yeah i think so because a lot of people think that the indoctrination starts when Shepard gets hit by the 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 beam oh yeah running down to the to the the portal thing that led up to the citadel. I even with, I so, I still firmly believe the indoctrination theory is the actual ending. There's no way yeah. in my book after all, I watched the video after the extended cut stuff. Yeah. I just don't see how that can't be it. Yeah. And to me that's still I think that's even even with the extended DLC, I think that's still the the route I'm going to go with it is that the that you know the whole thing is Shepard being indoctrinated, and the story ending is is Shepard beating indoctrination and yeah. waking up still in London yeah. after he got hit by the blast. Because I still don't understand why he would take the breath, and I don't understand why if the Destroy Reapers would be the bad choice, the red choice for yeah. us. Like, right, I just don't get that. Well, yeah, because that's them trying to trick you, trick you. Yeah, so exactly. for like you're indoctrinated, for the, right? No, but for the extended call, I don't understand if they weren't going for the route of the indoctrination, why the Bioware make that the red choice if the indoctrination thing wasn't. Well, right. Well, I mean, the idea is that that's the Reapers inside yeah. the head and the red choice being the usual, usually renegade choice. Yeah, that's how they and, trick you. And well, not only that, but the, the catalyst says, you know, you're mostly are, are synthetic too. You know, there's a good chance you're not going to survive yeah. that, you know. But he so, does. Right. And that's 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 the, the catalyst trying to talk you out of it. Yep. Out of choosing the red red ending. Yeah. I know? like I said, I think indoctrination is the true ending. Yeah. 
we should say for people that don't know what we're talking about, um, we do a pretty good job of covering the indoctrination theory in our Mass Effect ending special. Yes, yes, we do. Um, so if you're interested in all that, definitely check that one out and check out our Mass Effect three episode because we talk about the ending a little bit. Yeah, that too. So yeah, yeah. But but yeah, I I mean I definitely think there's still room for it, yeah. given what we have. Yeah, because does, does, does that mean everything that's in the extended cut? Uh, ending is is just more of Shepard being indoctrinated until he wakes up. Yeah, it's a dream sequence. It, 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 I think. Uh, that's what you I know. Think. It still could be all a dream sequence. I mean, but if it's not, like I said, at least some of my my questions were answered. Yeah. As I said, I still didn't like the way the way it ended. It kind of didn't feel Mass Effecty. No. At the ending, but you know, I don't know. Yeah. And if you're not a Mass Effect 3 fan or player, just watch the new endings anyway, and you'll see what we mean by, like, they're still mostly the same, you know? Yeah, they're, yeah, no, they didn't change very much. But like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't, I guess I wasn't asking for a whole lot. Um, just, just a few minor details, as I said, the, the Normandy leaving, um, and whether or not some key people survived, which, you you know, you learn everybody survives in the Normandy crash. So, yeah. There, I swear there was one other thing in there that I wanted to know. Same with me. And I don't remember what it is. Oh, um, well, they'd show Admiral Anderson dot dead. Yeah. They yeah, put his he name is, up on the memorial. Yep, he is and dead. And Shepard, too. Yep. They put his name up, except in the Destroy, they don't do it, I think, right? Or do they do I think it? they do, because no. I think they think he's dead, right? Well, yeah, they, they start to do it, but then it cuts away. Yeah, the lo- whoever, oh, whoever your love right. interest is walks up and, you know, it shows everybody, you know, with their heads down. Yeah. Their love interest, like, kind of touching the They're still holding it, right. And then it cuts away. Yeah, that's right, okay. Yeah, whereas on the other ones, I think they end up putting it on the wall, right? I yeah. didn't see the other two. Okay, so. oh, that's right. Yeah, I think yeah, they, they do end up putting, putting it on the wall. Yeah, I have a question. Who talks for the control? Which is kind of funny because it's not your first name, Shepard. It's still just Commander Shepard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, his first, what, doesn't he have a first name? I think it's supposed to be John. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, sorry, I cut out for a second there. I couldn't hear you. Real quick, who was talking for the control and synthesis? Uh, synthesis. I feel like synthesis was Edie. It was Edie, yeah. And then control was... Shepard. Was it? Yeah, it was Shepard. You're right. You're absolutely right. Oh, really? Yep. Wow. I'm, have to, I'm definitely going to have to watch those now. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, like, the the good... I mean, in the Destroy ending, they kind of play up the idea of now that we all... We kind of, like, united the galaxy. Imagine what we can achieve now. Like, that's the positive takeaway from the Destroy ending. Yeah. Hackett says. In Synthesis, um, Edie says something along the lines of now that they're fused with the Reapers... They can bring the knowledge of all the cultures from before. Yeah. Um, so imagine what they can achieve now. And, and so, so, something like they said that the, you know, the the I guess more generations that are born, the closer they get to being immortal. Yeah. Which I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of not a good You're, thing. No. That's not human, man. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's not human. I, it, the like the control one was downright scary. Like, yeah, it I'm was. Glad. I would hate myself if I chose that one in my first playthrough and yeah. then saw what they actually meant with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I did like, what the hell's the matter with me? Yeah. It's cause you were indoctrinated. Well, I, I think they gave, Oh well, no, I guess not. But I, I think they gave better, a little bit better of explanations. Um, when you were, when you were questioning the, the catalyst 
um, in the new new DLC. Mm-hmm. Like I said, once I get to it, I'll be able to go through all the all the information on there. But the stuff that I saw was I was you know limited by what they did on the video. Yeah, yeah. So same with me. But one of the ones I watched did I think do all the dialogue options too. Yeah, see, I didn't get to see all the dialogue options. So, yeah. In the videos I watched. Yeah, I swear there was some new information in the dialogue options. I'm pr- so. I'm pretty sure because, like you said, you bring up the the creators of the Reapers being taken over by the Reapers. Yeah. I don't remember that being. Yeah, that was in one of them because one of them I watched it was on a different, it was on a different thing than the other ones. I think all the all all of my watch were IGN except for one of them I watched that was a different one. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched all the ones I watched were just by some dude who put them up on YouTube like early in the day. Same oh, same here. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. It's genius, really. Imagine so, him staying awake until he can get his hands on the DLC just to upload <laughs> videos to YouTube. Right away. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. Good for him. So what do you think? I mean, obviously they said there's going to be a lot more DLC. Do you think it's going to be all multiplayer, or do you think there's going to be some, some story stuff? Because obviously I, I think the story stuff has to be after, right? Oh, yeah. I, there's, I think there's definitely going to be story stuff. I don't know about that. No? no? Because, well, they're counting on everybody to have this, this save that Dan talked about when we first started talking about this, the, the save, like, before... Um, oh, you know, the auto-save. Yeah, yeah. So I, I imagined it would be something like that. And, I, I again, I read a, he- a headline earlier t- today, it might have been, that said the next DLC might focus around, like, a Rogue Reaper. Yeah. Yeah, I did read that. So, I wonder what that means. Yeah. Rogue from uh, the Reapers or, or just off on its I, own? Just off on its own, for whatever reason. Huh. I don't know. But so I, yeah, there's definitely room for single player. I don't know what they could do that would take place after because if you're not playing as your shepherd, yeah, you'd have to. Yeah, well, I mean, longer. I guess he could yeah. do it, but I don't know if people would like it. Right. Yeah. Well, I think. Uh, I mean, it's such a such a big thing, you know. I don't. I don't know. If, they probably can't do anything now without a certain amount of people hating it and a certain amount of people loving it, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right. And even, like, the response to the extended cut has been just as polarized as the original ending. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep, I agree. Which, which I guess is, is the best they could have hoped for, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like people are as mad, though, with the extended DLC as they were with the original ending? I – honestly, I feel like most people really – kind of forgot about it yeah none of their rage had lasted this long yeah and just by doing it if they were unhappy it just kicked it all back up yeah so i, I don't i don't know I, again though i'm i'm speaking from somebody who liked the original ending so yeah my opinion is a little bit biased but i don't know yeah it brought up all my sadness about about the end of it too it did bring me back a little bit <laughs> what a good time that was though yeah, oh, the great game's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's Agreed. such a good game. But okay, I can't wait till they make another Mass Effect game. I don't care if it's My Shepard or not. I just love that universe and that. I don't. Yeah, I, I think I think Shepard is. I think Shepard's done. I don't think they're planning on doing anything else with Shepard until like twenty years from now. Oh, that'd be, that game comes out. That'd be cool. I would like to see something if uh, you know if you chose a destroy ending and Shepard took a few breaths. I wouldn't mind seeing a little something involving that. I was thinking how you brought up the single player DLC. The only thing that they would be able to do if they're after the story is if the indoctrination was true and him waking up, right? Yeah. That would be the only 
right way yeah. they could incorporate it for after the main story. Yeah, you're, you're right because technically none of the stuff that happened actually happened. So you'd still so have you to, so you'd be waking up and and you know you'd still have to fight the Reapers basically. Trend, which would I think would be awesome. Yeah, no, I, that would be cool. You'd have your fight harbinger take him out. Yeah. Well, couldn't all the indoctrination stuff like? Couldn't that all have happened, but you're also experiencing reality at the same time? Yeah, so, yeah, be. you're indoctrinated, but you also set off the, uh, what's the weapon? Ca- crucible. The crucible. Yeah, I mean, you could have done that simultaneously, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like, I, were and I stuff. think the dream, yeah, the dream sequence is kind of like a separate, maybe an, even an, an addendum to the, to the indoctrination theory. I think the dream sequence thing's a little, a little different. Yeah. But that's that's kind of what I was hoping for, I guess. Yeah. My best case scenario. Same here. But Okay, I think that's all I wanted to talk about for that. But I overall I'm 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 I didn't like the ending, but I am pleased with with the stuff that they added. It had more closure for me, yeah. you know, someone who's put who's had, I don't know. I think I had like 6 Mass Effect 2 playthroughs that I could have could have transferred into Mass Effect 3. Holy crap. So, <laughs> do you think that has something to do with you not liking the ending then? I would have been a hard person to please Either with the way. ending. Yeah, no matter okay. what. Um but but like I said, I do I do like the ending better now because I have some a little more closure. Mm-hmm. Um but like I I think for me what the ideal ending would have been something um more akin to like a the Fallout New Vegas ending. Um because you know, all the choices that you made in the first game and second game and, you know, that carry into the third game. Um, I, I, I feel like that, I guess my hope was to have like drastically different endings, you know? I mean, I know that's something they couldn't really do, but yeah. well, I mean, it is kind of something they could do. All you need to do is, you know, any decision that you make throughout the game, flag it for the end of the game to show a different cutscene. Well, the, uh, yeah, that's what they did in in, in Fallout. In Fallout. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's that would have been my best case scenario to see how differently things sure. um thing that that you did in the first game and second game, you know, changed. And I think that's that's what everybody expected and for the people that didn't like it what they wanted. Um I was kind of pleasantly surprised though again with with what they did with the ending, but right. you're right, like that's that's probably what they should have done. Yeah something more like that i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens with i but you're like you said i'm I'm looking forward to the next mass effect game and see what they have in store for for the universe because i i do enjoy it i think it's really well done one of the best series sci-fi universe yeah i agree if they were to follow a new character who would you want it to be (sighs) garris yeah probably garris i i mean i think a like a prequel game would be cool even if it had shepherd in it because Shepard has a few different options for, you know, his background story. Oh yeah, like yeah. War Hero and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, that'd be pretty cool. Even mini games, like you know, for for the different things you could be, would be cool. Yeah. Has yeah. Uh, Bioware come out and said whether they want us to keep our save files? Not yet. I don't think so. Yeah, they just said that they're going to come out with a ton of DLC. Yeah. So, so there hasn't been any word like save your. Keep your save files safe, no. just in case. Yeah, because I didn't. <laughs> so, oh, I started my next play. Th- you know, my next playthrough shortly after I finished the first one. Yeah. Wait, you 
the files. Don't they have separate little like folders for it's the It's the same character. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because I just transferred it over, over to an Insanity playthrough. Okay, I forgot that. All right. So, yeah, I don't think it's... I didn't find it anywhere anyway. Ouch. I have a question. Yeah. Can you transfer your save to a new game if you didn't beat the previous game? Like, if you didn't beat Mass Effect 2, can you transfer your character to Mass Effect 3? No. Okay. No. No. I do want to play Mass Effect 2 again. That being my favorite of the series. I'm going to buy Mass Effect 1 and 2. Yeah. It's worth it. I have your Mass Effect 1. Oh, yeah. I just got to give it back to you. Okay. You'll get it. Sounds good. Okay. I think that's all I wanted to discuss. It did bring up a lot of sadness, though. Same here. It brought up good sadness in me. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. when like when Hackett was talking about all the people who risked their lives and it showed like Legion and Thane. Yeah. All of them, I was like, oh. Yeah. Sad moment. Yep, I agree. Okay. I read a lot of people said the best ending would have been for Shepard to die with Anderson when they're sitting next to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Crucible goes off. Yeah, I read some people didn't just didn't finish the game, and that's how they wanted to end it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and then I read somebody on Kotaku wrote that her best ending is not to end it. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, like yeah. not end the game. Yep. Which I thought was touching. Yeah, that is. I but I'm too I, like I'm too much of a completist to leave it at that. I need to know what happens, yep. what goes down. Yep. So, okay. We're going to take a quick break and be right back with feedback and news right after this. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 49 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are in feedback now. Got a little facebook well i'll do our twitter feedback first facebook love a little facebook love yeah uh this is from designing henry on twitter says hey fellers just bought dragon age ultimate edition and dragon age 2 for 10 bucks on amazon just saying Uh, i actually retweeted that when it was tweeted to us so anyone that was interested could get those because those were both uh that's a great price and i think it was pc was was the versions that that was so I don't know if it's still available. Probably not, but okay. Uh, Facebook, Jacob Hammond. I think you guys are some of the better source for consumer gaming gamer podcast. Go to warp tour because motionless and white is playing sleeping dogs. Reminds me of GTA for the open world. Assassin's Creed parkour and running through crowds (laughs) and Batman and Punisher for combat. Punisher on original Xbox was awesome with the environment combat and it's like an original or like Batman for counter and attack combat. Go to g4tv.com and search sleeping dogs. Uh, that is where I went to get interested in the game. Also, I hope to be the awesome grandpa rocking games in the future. I know what that is. What's well, that? That's an employee for G4 TV trying to get us to sign <laughs> Do you think? Succeeded. No, I don't think. I was going to say, because that's it's the second week in a row he's written. If it was someone that was working for G4, yeah. um, probably wouldn't have done it two Trying weeks Trying to put enough. us out of business. Do you think? <laughs> no. Could never, we're worth billions. True. 
But if you're willing to offer us billions, we will. We will. Uh, we'll take your billions we'll, instead yeah, of the ones we have. Yeah, we'll we'll sell uh, we'll sell the podcast. Thanks for uh, the kind words, though. Yeah, we appreciate that. And I am planning on actually seeing Motionless and White there. Oh, are I'm you? Gonna listen to yeah. them tonight. I don't like how they look as a band. I'm gonna look them up right now, then. You don't like their image? No, no. I mean, they're good people. They just look really weird. Oh. Because they wear the, they look they wear they look goth. Are they hipsters? Oh. No. Ed Hardy bands, but I like their music oh, God. a lot. Yeah, <laughs> crazy, right? Ugh. <laughs> it's about the music, guys. Yeah, it is about the music. That's why I like their music a lot, actually. I don't know okay. if I can get past the rest of it. How about when Dave Grohl said that at the Grammys? What? That it's about making good music. It's not about the look. Not for well, this band, Corey. <laughs> hey, Corey, look them up. Please look them up. I see his I see his point, but it's kind of douchey. Motionless. Really it's like obviously. I mean, you don't need to by saying that you're saying like, oh, I'm just one of the guys that makes good music, yeah. which may or may not be true. But like, you don't say that at the Grammys. Right. I think the Foo Fighters are one of the most overrated bands out there. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. I like maybe one or two of their songs. Well, they have that one good album, but on that album is only like three good songs. Oh yeah, that's right. It came the out. The color in, and the shape. Yeah. Had Everlong. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the one I really liked. Yeah, that's their one. best song ever they've, that they've done. I, I don't remember the other ones. I Monkey remember, Wrench. That Monkey Wrench. One. Yes, okay. That is that is one they had. And you're right. There was two or three good songs yeah. on it, and that was it. The rest was garbage. These uh, Handsome fellas, Corey? Yeah. <laughs> don't you just want to kick every single one of them in the balls? God, and I would. Hey, that's the I thing. like their I music. I'm going to listen to it tonight. <laughs> I'm not saying they're shitty musicians. I have no idea, but I, I don't like them already. <laughs> That's why I don't look at a picture of them. I just, I just don't get like, what's the point? Uh, it's I don't know. It's something about I don't even know. I thought there was no more goths. I thought that was out. Do you want to see one that's even worse? No, I'm no. Good. Let's, let's move on. <laughs> We've already spent enough time on this band. Okay. South Park nails the goths. Oh yeah. They nail, oh, they yeah. nail everybody. Man. They do. They, that's they're geniuses. Those those two dudes. But anyway. Uh, next was from Facebook from Michael Nelson, who said, FYI, I think the audio for the is good for the podcast. I tend to listen with headphones while playing video games, and it sounds good. The only problem is when there's a voicemail, it tends to be very quiet. I don't know if there's a lot you can do about that, but I have, but I have to crank up the volume for those. And I'll see if I can do something about that. I'm sure there is. I, yeah, um, I noticed that, too, listening to the last one we had a yeah. voicemail. It was pretty quiet. Well, I think like one of the problems is the the computer that we use for Skype is the same one that we play the voicemails on. So maybe if we got a different, if we use a different computer and just put up the volume louder for the different computer for the voicemails, but we'll we'll get it figured out. Don't worry about it. Um, well, thank I, you. Yeah, I want to say it's as loud as it can go from the computer. From that computer, but like I said, if we put it on a different computer, it would probably work. So, we do appreciate the technical feedback, mm-hmm. too, yeah. Not mm-hmm. just you know the content. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I don't know if I said this earlier or what did I say this off of air, uh, Michael? A lot of people seem to have the same opinion that it sounds good, but I, I don't know. Me, like I think it's only me and Corey too that hear the 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 weird like crackle. It tears at my ears. Yeah. No, it hurts my ears when I listen to it really You know, loud. the thing is, I listen sometimes on Stitcher, and Stitcher doesn't have it. Okay. I, I, I mean, we're getting a little off topic, but what Stitcher does is they download our episode from our 
RSS feed. Right. Um, which is the same place the people from iTunes get it from. Yeah. But what they do is they download it once, put it on their server, tweak it, manipulate it a little bit, you know, uh, normalize the audio and everything, and then they have their own feed for it. So maybe that's why it doesn't come through on Stitcher. So oh, maybe. maybe. Some, some people are listening on Stitcher. They're not hearing it. Maybe. That could be. Because, it, you know what, it doesn't it doesn't do that either when like I'm when I'm at doing the editing there's there's none of that it's only after it's compressed yeah that's that's what what the problem where weird. the problem starts so i don't know yeah it is weird but anyway we'll we're gonna yeah we'll, we'll figure it out um but i mean that's awesome if you, if you don't have a problem so that's good okay uh so thank you for that michael nelson Next is Travis Eicher, who says, Hey guys, just wondered if you all have seen the new ending to Mass Effect and what you thought of it. I liked it. Also, the grandma that sent you an an email, I'm sorry, I can't remember her name, has to be the coolest grandma ever. My grandma still thinks video games break her TV. (laughs) (laughs) I remember those days. I think our parents tried to to tell us that. I remember coming over to your house and... I think when you guys first got that big ass TV that was back in the the back room there, yes. they wouldn't let us play video games on it because they like they didn't want the image to burn into the screen. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, I still have that battle. Do you? Yeah. With the new with with because LCDs don't really burn in at all. I know. I've said this so yeah. many times. Huh. It's not as bad as it used to be, but like if I leave Netflix on, oh. and fall asleep on the couch. Yeah. Mom's just like. You're gonna burn an image into the TV. Uh, I don't think LCDs do that. No, they don't do that. But I agree, coolest grandma ever. Yeah. Coolest I should grandma. post that on Reddit. That what? email. Yeah, we could do that. With with her permission, of course. We probably wouldn't want to put it up. Well, we could put it up without her name's a name. Not in it, is it? No, it's her. I think. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it is, is somewhere. Her it's it's name. not actually in the email though. It's like. Oh, yeah, but if we I'll we could, black, I'd black it out, you know. Yeah, no, because that privacy here at the Thumbstick Athletes. Yeah, yeah, we we really are actually. Okay, uh, what is it? Privacy, privacy. Yeah. Oh yeah, and we discussed the Mass Effect ending, so I don't think we need to get into that again. Let's uh, do it. Huh? Let's do it. I'm emotionally drained from talking about <laughs> it, so I don't I don't want to talk about it anymore. All right, we'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, we could do. We could talk about it tomorrow. We try not to talk about stuff like that off air. We try to save it all for on air. But I mean, sometimes we talk about stuff off air too. Yeah, but it's it's kind of hard. So, so thank you for that, Travis. Uh, yeah, Car- Carolyn was her name. I think that's what it was, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. So. Did, did 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 any of you know about the Mass Effect Three Leviathan DLC pack? Yeah, that's a uh, rumor. Okay, well, oh, Xplay right. just yeah. tweeted it. Uh-huh. Said it's on its way, so I don't know if that means it's confirmed. Oh, maybe they what's, announced it. What's Leviathan? Is that the... It's the name of a, one of the Reapers. Oh, really? The wrong yeah. one? Yeah, apparently. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so it yeah. was confirmed uh, from Bioware on Twitter. Oh, cool. So that's breaking news. It is right here. That's sweet. Cats out of the bag. Yeah, I guess there was uh, in some of the files for the extended cut. There was hints at the yeah. Leviathan DLC. Yeah. So. That's exciting. The DLC will follow Shepard. This is from uh, G4. Will follow Shepard on his journey to save a scientist named Anne Brinson from a Reaper indoctrinated mining colony. 
It'll be up to Shepard and crew to infiltrate the colony, which has been under the control of a Reaper named Leviathan for almost ten years. Based on your choices, Brinson can either live or die. Cool. Well, they spoiled it right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would think that's probably a given, whether your choices would, you know, whether or not. Whether it would kill a person or not? Yeah. Well, Brinson's going to live or die if that's, like, the main character during the thing. You know, that's that's a given. You only have two yeah. options there. I want to play this game Life again. or death. Hump or death. Yeah. No release date yet. Hump or death. Anybody? What? I don't follow you on that one. Hump or death. Hump or death. History of the world. Sounds like a name of one of the people in Motionless and White. <laughs> Uh, you guys. It does too. <laughs> Humper death. It's from uh, History of the World Part One. I'm so. Humper, I don't remember dark. that part at all. It's the French Revolution part. Humper death. Remember when Mel Brooks is the French emperor? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Humper, hump or death. Those are her two choices. That. Okay. Uh, Eric, why don't you go first with news? Well, Eric and Corey are kind of yeah, in similar. tandem. Do you want Corey to go first? Yeah, I do. Okay, Corey, uh, go first with your news. Uh, oh, all well, right. I was kind of hoping that do you want me something to go first? you would say would spark right into my article. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, we'll go first. Okay, good. Since Corey's being a sissy about it. Yeah, he usually is. Well, he just wants to drink his Pabst Blue Ribbon. God, I want to drink his Pabst Blue Ribbon. Me too. Uh, I'll be drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon by my parents' pool all next week. So True. Damn it, I'll be you know where to find me if you're interested. I'll be at work. Am I ever? I usually try to bring Sam Adams Summer Ale to the family's 4th of July, but I think I'm just going to get a couple cases of Pabst Blue Ribbon this year. It's an American beer, Dan. Word. I mean, so is, I mean, Sam Adam, Samuel Adams was, yeah, was a patriot. Where where does Sam Adams brood? Boston. Right. Yeah. It's not very American. Yeah. I think uh, Pabst is probably Milwaukee. It's way more American. <laughs> yeah. I think... Isn't Pabst its own? It, uh, established in Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's brewed in Milwaukee. That's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not, it's not the Milwaukee Brewing Company. But Okay, Will, go ahead. Uh, my article is kind of a, a shorter one. Uh, report, mother allegedly had her four-year-old child steal an iPhone. Um, this is written by Brian Ashcraft on Kotaku. Uh, it wasn't quite your typical iPhone crime scene in... Chongqing, China, a clothing store employee plugged her iPhone 4S into the register to charge it. But after her helping mother, <clears throat> but after helping a mother and her son, the clerk noticed that her phone was missing. The store's surveillance camera supposedly showed her mother and son teamworked together to get the iPhone. The mother distracted <laughs> the clerk while the child grabbed the charging iPhone. The child then handed the iPhone to the mother, who covered it in the clothing, and then allegedly slipped it into her pants pocket. The entire episode was carried out in seconds. The young mother, who had been trying to countless outfits, said she needed to hit an ATM to withdraw some cash. The duo left the store and did not return. It was only after they, <clears throat> only after that that the clerk noticed that her phone was missing. The incident was reported to the police, who are now investigating the matter. There are many things parents should teach their children. How to successfully steal an iPhone isn't one of them, though. Maybe she was trying to give them a head start on life of crime. Well, that's a pretty negative viewpoint. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. is, isn't it? <laughs> I see it as brilliant. Isn't it? I, I'm right there with Corey. <laughs> Outsourcing. It, it made me think of uh, Dan getting Max up there and having... I should start training him. <laughs> Wait, you haven't? No. Yeah, tonight's the night, Dan. I've been too lazy. 
You and Val need to teach him how to snag an I need, iPhone. I need to get off my butt. <laughs> <clears throat> how old was the kid? Four. Four. Nice. Four See, years old. I mean, I, I think we've all done that at some point. Like, tried to talk somebody into doing something they didn't know was wrong, but you did. So <laughs> yeah. you didn't. If, if they got caught, you were responsible. Yeah. I do that on a daily basis. <laughs> With Tyler. Oh, yeah, Tyler. Yeah, it's, it's all right if you if you drink this beer in this government building. <laughs> <laughs> or in a car while you're yeah. driving. Yeah, it's it's legal on toll roads. <laughs> because they're private. Because they're privately owned. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. So that was my short article. Cool. Okay, I guess I'll go next. How's that sound, Corey? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my article is from GameSpy.com, entitled "Steaming Ahead: Five Feature Steam Needs." This is by Dan Stapleton. And it's just uh, five things he thinks that would make Steam a uh, better service than it is already. Uh, one of them is game streaming. Obviously, it would be akin to like OnLive or is it Guy Guykai? Guykai or Guyki? Guyki, yeah, Guykai. Um, which I thought was a, was a cool idea, especially when you know with tablets and stuff becoming so popular being able to stream to a tablet would be sweet like on live does um but you know steam you have all your all your you know whatever hardcore games if you could stream those to stream those to a tablet would be sweet uh cloud storage which would be to save save games they don't have that already i think i i swear they do um maybe origin does and no, I think, I think Steam does because I think I had the option to save my Civ Five thing on St- on the Steam cloud. But I think that's new. So maybe this person wasn't aware of it. I could read the article. The set or the section. Uh, nah. uh video <laughs> capture video capture and sharing. Which I think is a cool idea because one of the cool features in at least the more recent Halo games was was you know going back after you played a match and recording videos and taking, you know, snapshots from it. Oh, yeah, the theater? Yeah, is that what it's called? Or, I know the thing where you watch it's the theater. Yeah. I don't theater. know what the other, other one is. Yeah. Um, I just remember I had a really cool photo of me chasing down someone and th- throwing a sticky grenade, and it showed just the sticky grenade being, like, on an exact track to hit him right in the back. Nice. nice. Yeah. Those are great. Yeah, I, I, I dig those. <laughs> OnLive has uh, brag clips, which are just ten. You could, the I think the max is ten seconds. You can take footage of your um, gameplay. Yeah, that's a cool. Yeah, because it's cool. Yeah, people, people like can watching those. It and download it. Why didn't we do that with Planet Horse? I think we did. <laughs> a brag clip of me knocking the the poles over. I really <laughs> think that, that was. I think. Oh no, we looked at all the brag clips for that, and it was all people knocking down the, <laughs> the bars. No, I thought it was I, people gracefully clearing the bars. Uh, maybe Eric. Maybe we did make one and put it. I don't. As we were. I don't remember. That'd be a great sound effect to loop over and over and over again to fall asleep to. Just the, the noise of the horse's hoof hitting the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make that when I get home. Yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> so soothing. Yes. Uh, what episode is that from? Our uh, online special. 
No, no, it wasn't. I think it was a holiday special. It was. It was Labor Day. Labor Day. Labor Day, yeah. Yep. That's what I meant. My bad. Our Labor Day 2011 special features uh-huh. us playing Planet Horse on OnLive. And other games. And other games. World of Goo, I think we played. Homefront? Yep, and Homefront. Yeah, there's a couple different games we'll that we played. Yeah. Definitely Planet Horse was the best. Oh, one of the best games I've ever played. So good. wonder where I could buy a copy. I'm live. <laughs> Did I just buy that game? Sure. All right, I'm going to do that. I wonder how much it is. Who cares? Yeah. Um, the next one is benchmarking. It says, uh, if there's one thing PC gamers love, it's bragging about how powerful their newly upgraded PC is. Um, <laughs> building a 3D Mark style benchmark utility into Steam would not only give us all a shiny piece of profile bling, it give us a general idea of what kind of performance we can expect to get in various games on our hardware. So I thought that was a cool idea. Especially, uh, you know, for all the nerds that spend, you know, 11 grand on a gaming PC for them to post their That's exactly why I don't like PC gaming. Me too. (laughs) I don't want to have to worry about what kind of performance I'm going to get. I mean, I wouldn't care, but for for the people that are into that. Yeah, Yeah, I I just want, as long as my games play smoothly, I don't care that much. Yeah, me neither. And even if somebody spent, like, 11 grand on a PC and posted it, um, there would still be that one guy who's like, you don't have this this and this yeah your rig sucks yeah (laughs) i i just always thought that was funny that people that get like that i'm gonna be that guy it's like comparing penis size you know (laughs) god i never did win that battle (laughs) (laughs) anyway (laughs) moving on and then the last one was uh plugins um Plugin system similar to those in Chrome and Firefox. Oh, it says the, the the one concern I have is that adding more features to Steam eventually leads to bloat, which would inevitably be sees it to run or cause it to run slower than it already does for a lot of us. Even though it wouldn't necessarily use all of them, <clears throat> that's why I'd love. Where oh jeez. <laughs> That's why I'd love to see Steam adopt a plugin system similar to those in Chrome and Firefox, where users could build their own add-ons and tweak and enhance everything. From the way games are sorted in the library to letting me rename people on my friends list so I don't have to remember their goofy-ass screen names. <laughs> and to doing it without installing features I don't want. So I think that's a good idea, yeah, too. Yeah, that's a really good Especially, idea. Especially, uh, you know, uh, interface tweaking stuff. That you know, That's always something people like to do, so... Yeah, I thought those were all good ideas to improve Steam. Uh, me being a new Steam user, I guess, um, I never had it until I got my newest computer. And when I bought Civ Five, I had to be Steam. And also uh, Fallout New Vegas is Steam, too, mm-hmm. uh, which require uh, requires an always-on internet connection, which is... Oh, you got that for PC, Dan? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. There's some... Uh, can you install mods if it's a Steam game? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because there's uh, there's some like radio mods you can download that uh, that's plays cool. like a whole bunch of cool songs huh. in your in your radio rather than the the usuals. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna look into that. Especially you know once I'm done with the game, that adds like so many hours onto a game is all the different mods that people people make. Some of the stuff's pretty impressive, so I will look into that. <clears throat> but yes, yeah, Steam can have mods. I did want to say though, like I don't think Steam needs to get better. Steam's pretty good the way it is. Yeah, it and is. I think. Maybe actually tomorrow their their summer sale is starting, okay. which is just crazy discounts on like almost every game they have on Steam. Yeah, 
up to like 75% off. I am so pumped for my <laughs> I, computer not to run any of those games. <laughs> no, your computer would run some Steam games. Yeah, definitely. I mean... Because some of the older stuff is on there, too. I know this isn't one you're interested in, Eric, but, I mean, I always use the example of Portal ran perfectly fine on my laptop. I am interested. Um, yeah, well, I mean, there there oh, are yeah. a, lot of, a lot of decent games that you could get and run. Turkey. <laughs> Run for cheap. Will just I, called me a jive turkey. <laughs> I was I was gonna ask you know if there's any <laughs> any features anyone else would like to see for Steam. I honestly don't know enough about uh, it to even comment. I'd have to think about yeah. something. Yeah, none of us really use Steam religiously. I mean, I think what it does good, it, uh, what it is, is what it does good is yeah. just like a cheap marketplace for games. Yeah, and, like they bundle games and make them cheap. And yep. I I do like it. What little little use I've gotten out of it so far. Um, it it hasn't interfered with you know playing Civ or uh, in the brief couple minutes I played Fallout New Vegas it hasn't interfered. Um, but yeah, like you said, you can get downloaded games really cheap on there. So it's fast. The downloads are fast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Maybe not as fast as Origin. I think Origin has faster download speed. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, you can play all those games off of Steam too. You don't have to be logged into Steam. Uh, Fallout on the back said it required an always-on internet connection. Really? I think it requires an internet connection, but can't you make it so like you don't have to have Steam on and running? I don't think so. Really? Yeah. I thought I read that somewhere. I could be wrong. Maybe for some of the older games, but I know Civ and and Fallout have to have. Steam be running Cause the, and be on the internet. The Steam games I have that Steam doesn't need to be running. Oh really? Yeah, that's cool. Um, the only thing I could think of that I want Steam to do is a console, like or, or Steam box as they call it. Not even a console, but I mean now that I have a couple Steam games, it would be cool to you know plug it into the TV. Yeah. I mean I could run a HDMI cable from my desktop to my TV, but <coughs> I'm not gonna do that. Here you go, Dan. Won't do it. What's up? What is offline mode? This is for Steam. Offline mode allows you to play games through Steam without reconnecting to the Steam network every time you wish to play. This is particularly useful if you do not plan on playing over the internet and prefer not to download new updates for your single-player games. Please note that you must connect to the Steam network and test each of the games you would like to use in offline mode at least once to set up your account and configure offline mode for your machine. There you go. So maybe I'll do that. Yeah, but I mean, it does say on the back that uh, Fallout New Vegas at least has to have an always-on internet connection. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what it says. It says um, you you have to still be connected to the internet, but you don't have to be on. Through oh, Steam. on Steam. Oh, okay, I see. But it doesn't make sense for, especially for Fallout. Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, I don't know. That game doesn't even like have that. multiplayer. No, there's no nothing multiplayer about it at all. A game at least like Diablo has multiplayer. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't understand that, but that's just me. Okay, Corey, go ahead. What do you got? All right. So my news isn't really news. I mentioned during our E3 recap episode that a friend of mine was texting me about the Wii U because I had tweeted that. See, I want to get this right because he criticized me the last time I talked about it. Um, I said that I think the exact tweet was Microsoft just out Wii U Nintendo yeah. after they showed their smart glass technology. Um, and, of course, I think he took that as me saying, like, like fanboy stuff. Like, oh, Microsoft is way better than Nintendo. Nintendo sucks. And that's not really what I was getting at. Um, 
But anyway, we argued about it, and he sent me this long email uh, that he was going to post on our Facebook, but he decided it was too nerdy, so he just sent it to me, and I said I would read it on the podcast and get your guys' opinion. Okay, cool. On what he really felt and what our argument was about, because he wanted people to hear his side too, which is fair. And I said that to him. He's like, did you did you talk about our argument? And I, I said, yeah, I did, but of course, like I was biased, so I framed it in a way that made me look good. Um, so yeah, he sent me this email, and I'll just read through it. Hi, Corey. It seems on a recent episode of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast wherein you review the big three E3 presentations during the segment in which you review Nintendo's press conference that you grossly misrepresented my argument in which I had asserted that many of the reasons that the Nintendo DS, not 3DS, mind you, was so successful are also reasons to think that the Wii U will be successful. The initial argument was that Microsoft Glass can and will do everything that the Wii U can and will do. This is inherently false, and to prove this, I will clearly write out my reasons in thinking so. <laughs> so that's the first paragraph. Um, I can't remember whether I said that uh, Microsoft Smart Glass will do everything the Wii U will do. Oh, yeah, you I, said that multiple times. Well, I know I said it can. Um, I know it said it has that capability to do that. I don't think... Well, I don't know, but I don't think it will do that. I mean, time will tell, like, if it will do all the exact same things that the Wii U will do. Well, it's got to it's gotta be a controller. We'll, right. we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, like, for sure, I think that Smart Glass is capable of doing all the things the Wii U purports to do. Yeah. Um, except it will do it cheaper, was, was basically my argument. Mm-hmm. That it could do all these, all these things that the Wii U is going to do, and it will do it cheaper, and um, people will look more favorably on it for that reason. Because people don't have to buy all new hardware. They already have their smartphones and their tablets. But we'll we'll get into that more. Um, So he says, Firstly, Microsoft Glass and the Nintendo Wii U gamepad will not be the same. While doing some things similarly, the gamepad is more functional for conventional games, and the center screen will only enhance gameplay. Microsoft Glass makes use of handheld devices such as tablets and smartphones. There is no denying that this is very similar to the center screen of the Wii U gamepad. While exciting and different, Glass is no substitute for having a tactile controller with the added benefit of having a touch screen in the middle. From what can be assumed, Microsoft Glass will primarily be used as a way to navigate menus or will be used as a peripheral and more experimental games. The benefit of having the second screen embedded in the controller is that the user will be able to interact with it without ever having to swap devices. The way it can be used to augment the gaming experience of conventional games are vast. For example, used as a site for first-person shooter games, used as a menu to equip weapons or spells in an RPG, used to control troops in an RTS, RTS, and the list goes on. Um, to which I say, yeah, that's all well and good, but as Dan, you mentioned, like it has to be a controller. I said if it takes, if the Microsoft thing takes off, Microsoft Smart Glass thing takes off, you don't think peripherals will be created to, right? You know, they'll they'll make their own Wii U controller type peripheral. Exactly. If they wanted, yeah, I mean, especially it, with the they're making a tablet now, you know, they're they're getting back into the hardware manufacturing business, you know, so yeah. And you have to also ask the questions, do do gamers want to do all that stuff on right. the big screen? I mean, it made sense to have two screens on a tiny handheld um, because you have – on a smaller screen, it's nice to separate gameplay from user interface. Yeah. Um, for a console, most gamers have a big, beautiful screen to look at, um, and I'd rather not sac- sacrifice, like, the solid control scheme that I have with a controller for a little more space on, like, my giant 60-inch plasma HD TV, right. you know? Like I don't, I don't need that clutter-free experience. Yeah. Um, TV that giant, like, and it's so much easier just to press a button and use your site. Yeah. You know, rather than have to hold up the Wii U gamepad. Yeah. 
So I don't know. And even like equipping spells in an RPG is it's so easy just to press a button and do it. You know, like uh, what's what's the radial menu that they use nowadays in so many games? Like yeah, I guess the argument is that it, it's one thing to be able to do those things, but it's another. What's the, how am I trying to phrase this? It's another to do it like the simplest way possible yeah. and the way you feel like you have the most control over. And right. as far as I'm concerned, it's still a controller. Right. You know, we talked about the Kinect and how like all it takes is for one little hiccup and all of a sudden like the Kinect is pretty much useless because it can happen at the worst possible time and you'll die and you'll hate it because of it. Yeah. This is actually perfect for what my news article was. Is that the end of his email? No, no. Um, but yeah, like it's just like who really wants to do all those things? And in my opinion, they're they're novelty things that don't have staying power. It'll be it'd be fun to you know look through your con- your Wii U controller, yeah, at sight in like Call of Duty. But are you gonna want to have to do that every time you use your sight? No, especially not if you're playing online. I think that's that's, I mean that's a clutter. I think clutter so. thing. Yeah. That's Will gonna and I be a handicap. Being the biggest Call of Duty players here can absolutely say that would be awful. Yeah, yeah, it would be. It, you know, it might be fun to try it's, one. Yeah, <clears throat> it's um, cool. For, I mean, it looked like it was cool for Zombie U. Yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, that's the only game that I felt used the Nintendo hard hardware, the new Nintendo hardware, in a good way. You know, that's the only one. Even that, though, I mean, it, it used it in a creative way. But yeah. Like, if you really want to take that game and like make it into a, a like a hardcore game, you know, we can argue hardcore or not some other time but if, if you want to make it like a game that really appeals to everybody is that what you want to do with it you know do you want to have this kind of like thing that you hold up and use i mean maybe i don't know like to me no i'd rather play a zombie game on my console with my controller yeah and he mentioned like uh controlling troops in a real-time strategy like who, re- who wants to play a real-time strategy game on a console the only one that was okay was halo uh wars? halo wars i don't even like that no it's I played it briefly. PC. I, I, don't, I don't really know. I mean, I, I don't really understand how that would work with the um, the, the Wii U gamepad anyway. Um, do you have other stuff? Yeah. Go on. You can jump in here, though. Feel free to... Okay, well, yeah, I will then. Um, this is from Kotaku. It's by Tina Amini. And she basically is just... The reason I picked this is because I knew what Corey was talking about, and I, I was hoping it would fit, and it does perfectly, so... Um, it's called wonder what your first Wii U experience might be like. Well, this was mine. So she got her hands on the Wii U and played some of the games for it. Um, and really all she talked about was how effective the controller is with the games. Um, she talked about zombie U a lot. Um, really the only game she thought that it did, I guess what it was made to do was games like, um, Rayman and basically multiplayer games where like she said it's great if you're playing a multiplayer game where you need to have your own screen so other people can't see it yeah yeah that it would be great for but she said playing a game like zombie U or uh batman i guess she tried batman batman arkham uh city she said it's just like they throw in a couple of kind of cool little things here and there that you can do with the controller but at the same time, it's just like kind of makes your head spin and gets you confused because you're constantly yeah. looking up up and down at the screen, especially with Zombie U because you can get attacked yeah. while yeah. you're looking through your inventory or doing whatever you're doing on the other screen. Yeah. And 
she said it works well for games that were made specifically for that for to, you know to use that screen as like something separate yeah but for games like batman it's just they just throw a couple things that you can do on the screen in and it's just like well, why yeah. why do i need this controller to do that right so yeah i mean that's pretty much what you're saying Corey. yeah and and i don't even really i don't even really agree with the rayman part of it rayman um i'm gonna talk about it coming mm-hmm. up when we talk about what we played rayman's an awesome game and I saw what you do with the gamepad, the Wii U gamepad, to play the new Rayman game. And all you're doing is sliding your finger and tapping. Like, okay, that I do that on my smartphone. I don't need the Wii U gamepad to do that. And Rayman is such a good game that I just want to play it with a controller anyway. Mm-hmm. So in in what you're talking about, like, the, the asynchronous gameplay is what they talk about for multiplayer, where the person with the gamepad has a different experience than the people with the controllers. Mm-hmm. And I get that, and I... It, like, I understand there are some games that utilize it, and they have to utilize it. Like you said, they're made for that reason. Right. But my argument is that... <clears throat> well, we'll get to it. I'll just keep reading a little bit more. Unless somebody else has something to say. No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, how many of those games do you want to play? Exactly. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get down there. Um, okay, so he says, Secondly, the Nintendo DS is a proven design and a proven peripheral, which I don't agree with. It proves that this control design works. I never said it didn't work. Um, the Nintendo DS family is the best-selling fan family of handheld gaming devices to date and second in all gaming consoles to the PlayStation 2, which is fine. It was a good-selling device. However, he says many people bought the console because of the innovation of the second touchscreen, which I disagree with wholeheartedly. Some people may have thought cool innovation and bought it, but the people that make the make up the numbers of like how well that that console sold... Pokemon did, didn't players. That. Yeah. Exactly. That's, they want hey. Pokemon. They want Mario. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. That's me. No, no there's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting Pokemon. I love Pokemon. I don't, think, I don't think people bought the console because of the second screen innovation, and that's my biggest contention with what, what it, he's trying to say. It was the games. Right? Well, it was and, totally the games. And I can say as somebody that's thinking about getting a 3DS, that has nothing to do with any of that stuff. It's only there's a few games that I want to play for it. Yep. yep. And he says, in your podcast, you mentioned that nobody bought the 3DS. However, this wasn't the console I was describing. The Wii U had no 3D functionality, and it's a well-known fact that the 3DS was a flop while the DS was a huge success. To which I say, if the argument is that innovation sells the console, then why didn't the 3DS sell at launch? It has the same two-touchscreen technology. And the reason is, is because there were no freaking games that people cared about when it came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had, they had two-screen games, but they weren't Mario, Zelda, whatever. And, and they now, weren't weren't three D, so it didn't really matter. Right. Three um, D aside, you know, it was still it was still a two screen like innovative um, console, and like now it's starting to pick up sales quite a bit. And the reasons are, I looked up some of the best selling games: Super Mario Three D Land came out, Mario Kart Seven came out, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time came out, Pokemon Rumble Blast came out. Those are later releases; they're not launch releases, like, and those are the releases that people are buying the console for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And are those are all those 3ds exclusives? Yeah, yeah, not for or yeah, 3ds, not DS. That's okay. That's what I'm, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that you can play them on the DS. I think you can. I think they're interchangeable. But still, it doesn't matter. Like, right. I th- I think the games that come out now. I think I think the 3ds is backwards compatible with DS games. Right. 3ds releases. I'm not really sure. But again, it, that doesn't really matter. Like, yeah. That's beside the point. These games came out for the 3ds. And that's why people are starting to buy them now, are these games, not the innovative games. Right. But we'll get into that even more. This is a long email. Sorry if I'm 
I'm trying to rush through it a little bit. Oh, that's but fine. I think it's fine. He says, thirdly, you make a point in both our argument in the podcast that Nintendo's first-party games drive the sales of its consoles. You also assert that this is why the DS sold so well, not the hardware itself. To this point, I submit that yes. While I do agree with the assessment that many of Nintendo's sales come from its first-party games and IPs, I disagree with the point that those games in particular drove DS sales to the point of being the best-selling handheld platform of all time. So he disagrees here, but then he goes on to prove my point with examples of more of Nintendo's first-party games. He says, Nintendog's Brain Age and Brain Age 2 were three of the top seven best-selling games for the Nintendo DS2. And then he says, he admits, you know, and he's supporting my point by saying this, Now, while I'm aware that these are also Nintendo IPs, I'd like to let it be known that they were IPs that were not established until the advent of the DS. But still, that's not my argument. My argument is... The only thing that keeps these things going are the Nintendo's first-party title games. So he mentions that three of the top seven best-selling games were highly uh, focused on, you know, the touch part of it. Um, Nintendogs, Brain Age, and Brain Age 2. Nintendo games. Um, do you, you want to know what the other four in the top seven selling games are? Mario, yeah. Zelda, Mario, Zelda, Pokemon. Super Mario Brother, New Super Mario Brothers, Mario Kart DS, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, Pokemon Black and White. <laughs> The only, I went and looked this up, this is a fact, the only non-Nintendo published game in the top 25 best-selling games for the DS, any guess? I haven't the foggiest. Madden. Cooking Mama, coming I in at the last end of the top 25 at number 25. Wow, really? That is the only non-Nintendo published game in the top 25. Wow. Huh. So he <laughs> says... He goes on to say, these games also relied heavily on the functionality of the touchscreen and two-screen system of the DS. Now, I also know that you would like to say that these did not drive the sales of the DS. They were just games that people happened to pick up after they bought one. He says that he's paraphrasing what I said. Um, And he says, to this notion, I'd like to assert that much like the Wii, the DS brought in a whole new demographic of gamers, which is partly the reason for its success, which I agree with. But, again, the Wii, in my opinion, we've talked about this on the podcast a lot, that the Wii was a novelty. And that novelty wore off pretty quick. Um, we, I think it was the last last podcast, maybe two ago, we talked about how the Nintendo was like losing money for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they <clears throat> squandered all that money they made off their novelty by having nothing for gamers. I mean, he's right. It, it did bring some some people. It, it introduced some people to gaming, but like those people are not the ones that keep. A console, like keep a console. They're not the core that that they keep a yeah. console and drive all the sales of the hardware and everything like that. I was gonna, I was gonna bring up. I, I, that was the one of the articles I read. Was it one podcast or two podcasts ago about you know, the article about our video, the our our video, or our, is the gaming industry dying? And what you know, the main point he brought up was that the 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 industry had a huge boost from all the people that were buying the the Wii. Um, that you know, fault you know, fell off. Don't use it anymore. Don't buy a lot of games for it. Whereas your, you know, your your core gamers are always going to buy the new systems, buy the new games for it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That no, they're absolutely. not they're not the ones that you know the the casual gamers are not going to be the ones that that drive the industry. You know, or the well, or the we'll new to, ones. We'll get to casual gamers okay. because I think that's who he's talking about are the casual people who picked up this game. And he actually, or this system, and he actually said to me while we were arguing, like, you have to, you have to wrap your head around the fact that um, not everybody who's buying these consoles are people like us. And it, honestly, it kind of offended me a little bit. Like, I was the one who said on this podcast that, you know, the average age of a gamer is 37 today. Like, yeah. I know what's going on. Um, 
Yeah, so he goes on to say that I submit that what made this possible was a touchscreen layout of the device. I'd also like to propose that gamers on the extreme ends of the demographic were not buying games like Mario or Zelda, but games like Big Brain Academy, Scribble Knots, and Horses. I have no idea what that is. It's Horses that ends in a Z. Planet Horse. <laughs> yeah. And again, that's fine, but that's that's not going to happen again. That that was a novelty. Um, and, and how many of these people on the extreme ends, which he's referring to, um, which... I take to mean like people under eight or people over fifty will really like give a shit about the Wii U. You know? I don't think like, you're gonna they... fall for it a second time. No, me neither. Okay, so here is my point of all of this: the Wii came out, the Wii and the DS came out before smartphones were as ubiquitous as they are now. Yeah. And touch innovation is in the smartphone market, not on the Wii U. It won't be on the Wii U. Because it's not worthwhile for developers to pull, pour a crapload of money on a risky $60 Wii U title when they can make smaller, cheaper games for smartphones in a proven market with a massive install base. Yeah. That's what smartphones are. Um, people are getting all those fun small game experiences more cheaply on their smartphones and their iPads, something that they have already. They're not going to see the Wii U and see that innovation. If they are these people on these ex- the, the extreme end who bought the Wii, they already have their innovation you know, in their phones and yeah. in their iPads. Yeah. They don't need to buy a Wii U to have it. Right. The people that are going to buy the Wii U are the people that want those first-party games. Yeah. They want Mario. They want Zelda. They even want Brain Age and Brain Age 2, which might, you know, totally utilize the the two-screen thing. But at the same time, they're Nintendo games. Nintendo is the only person pushing those sales. Yeah. Um, and uh, Scribblenauts is another game, which is a great game and not Nintendo-developed uh, or published. But... Uh, it's a it's a great example of you know once the smartphone platform really took off that it saw a ton of success on the iPhone yeah and iPad. yeah I was gonna say we got it for our iPad yeah I mean they might make another Scribble Knots for Wii U but like I don't think they will honestly not you know, not not when you can buy it on your iPhone or iPad for two bucks. For and even though it might be a smaller experience, people are way more likely to get it on their smartphone than they are to spend sixty dollars on a new Scribble Nuts game for Wii U. Yeah, that might use two screens. Like, I mean, I thought shit about the two screens. Right, I thought Scribble Nuts is awesome, but I wouldn't even pay like twenty bucks to have it on oh a, on God, a full no. system. Yeah, yeah, really. You know. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking about too is like Dan said, people aren't going to fall for that again. It's like I think a lot of people that bought a Wii aren't really gamers. They just kind of got caught up in like, oh, the motion control thing. And it's like those people aren't necessarily looking forward to a new generation of consoles. Yeah. They've already right. got their stupid like Wii thing, and they they probably still might play bowling every now and again with their grandkids or whoever the hell. But they're not like, oh man, I can't wait for the next generation of consoles to come out. Yeah, I can't wait to play that Wii U where I can touch my screen. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody's saying that. Like nobody's saying like, oh, I can't wait to have two screens to do things. I it, can't wait to keep happening. raising my arms to look through my metal yeah. sights on Call of Duty. Um, yeah, so, so I, I mean, if the Wii U does not tank, I think we can all agree that it will be because of Nintendo's first-party titles yeah. pulling them through once sure. again, which happened, what really happened with the, with the DS. Um, I don't know. It, it's just, it's, I guess he's trying to argue that <coughs> the, the, the two-screen innovation is what drove the sales, and I'm trying to argue that the first-party titles drove the sales, and, in um... Not the other way around. Not like people didn't. Mario and Zelda weren't the game, in my opinion. Mario and Zelda weren't the games that people picked up because they were on the DS. People picked up the DS to play those games. And yeah. He's trying to argue the opposite. Yeah. And I don't see it. 
Oh, um, and again, I'm not saying like Nintendo sucks and Xbox rules. I'm not like a fanboy who's like, I mean, I don't have either anymore. I just have my PlayStation. I had them all at one point. Like, I'm not partial to any of them. I think they all have their their benefits or whatever. Um, I guess my point when I when I tweeted Microsoft just out Wii the Nintendo was more over more regarding the overall like poor direction in my opinion that I see Nintendo is going rather than like console superiority. And I'm not alone. Like all of the criticism coming out of E3, Eric, you just read that article. Um, it people aren't sold on the Wii U. Like it doesn't really make. Are you guys still there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're breaking up a little bit, but. Are you guys still there? Yeah. yeah. Could you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. When did I cut out? No, you you just got a little fuzzy. Keep going. You said criticisms oh, at no, E3. Cause... Yeah, you guys totally cut out on me, so that's why I thought I lost you. Oh, we probably just didn't say anything. No, because I said, can you hear me, and you, nobody said anything. Oh. Or I didn't hear you say anything. Maybe well, I cut out on you. I don't whatever. know. But anyway, I'm not alone. Um, Eric, like you said, you, that article you just read, you know, it's 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 not... It's uh, people talked about a lot about Nintendo Land, which really pimps the whole idea of asynchronous gameplay. But overall, it, it has received a, a really cool critical reception. Like people just aren't sold on it. And, yeah, I would. I wouldn't spend ten dollars on Nintendo Land. I don't think. I don't think I've even yeah, seen and it. That's like that. That's what they were using. That's Nintendo Land um, for Nintendo is what they wanted. What the what. Um, Wii Sports was for Wii. They want Nintendo Land to be for Wii U. Yeah. And so far, like nobody gets it. Even people that have played it and tried it, like it's just like I don't, I don't really see. You know, this is kind of awkward and a little bit clunky, and I don't know. And like yeah. all the cool games, people are excited about and talking about. It's like I'd rather just play on, with on my console and control, like Rayman, for instance. Right. I don't know. And like Assassin's Creed, yeah, it might do cool things, but Assassin's Creed will probably play just fine with a controller in my hand. Yeah, it will definitely play just fine with a control in your hand. No, probably yeah, I, about I, I, it. I don't know. I, I well, just don't buy the whole second screen thing. Yeah, no. <clears throat> I see. I see your point, and they play up the whole multiplayer thing too. And really, how often do you have four people sitting in your living room all playing the same game at the same time? Right. Whether it's friends, now. friends or family, like that's the their thing is the the asymmetrical gameplay. But I mean. Probably ninety eight point nine percent of the time, I'm playing video games by myself. You know, well, and that's the other thing too is when you think about like the people that did get a Wii. I think a lot of families did just like yeah. for Wii Sports and stuff. Yeah. But I know how much trouble the older generation has already with technology. Are yeah. they going to be looking looking at a Wii U, being like, "Oh, I can figure this thing out"? No, they're yeah, be like, "What the hell am I going to do with it?" It's a little more complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I think that'll scare those people away too. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's a it's a bad it's a bad comparison um, to use the the Wii people buying the Wii because of its innovation is the same reason the DS sold so well. I don't think that's the case at all. Yeah, I mean, feel free to disagree, but no, I don't, I don't disagree. Wait, because of the Wii's innovation, that's why it sold so well. Is that right. what you're saying? No, no, uh, no. I agree with that. Like, be, because of the innovation that the Wii brought and the simplicity of we've talked about this in the podcast before, like how they, they fashioned the Wiimote after a television remote that everybody could understand and like feel in their hands and uh-huh. you know, it's something everybody was familiar with. 
um, that that is what drove sales. And I agree to a certain extent that it did, but I don't think the same thing happened with the D the DS. Oh, okay, yeah. Screen, that the two screen innovation is what really sold the console. No, I you, I think you're right, hundred percent. I agree. I agree. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I will say, um, I don't know. I don't really know anybody like Matt who wrote me this email. He's my age. He's he's 25, and he only plays Nintendo games. I don't know any gamers like that. I should say. So he's a big Nintendo guy. Just plays, yeah. Just plays only Nintendo. I mean, he he plays like NHL and stuff like that with his friends. But as far as long as I've known him, he's only ever had Nintendo stuff. Huh. And there's not very very many people like that. So I, I don't can understand where he's coming from. Like somebody who is Nintendo all the time. Like of course they want to defend their yeah their system. Yeah. Um, but I don't know uh, anybody like that either. No, I can't say I know anybody. That I don't know just anybody has a Wii that <clears throat> plays a Wii. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean the joke for the longest time was, like, oh, uh, what's Xenoblade Chronicles is coming out? Guess I have to dust off my Wii. Or people joked uh, yeah. about it being a uh, Netflix machine. Like, yeah. it's not even a good Netflix machine because it doesn't play stuff in high def. Yeah, and oh. you had to put the disc in for the longest time. What a piece until, of like, shit! Last year that you didn't have to put the disc in. Yeah. So, Matt writes, I'd appreciate a rebuttal, a full rebuke of the statements made on your podcast, and a formal apology on air. If not provided with a solid argument, or should I not receive a rebuttal, I shall claim victory on this topic. I say good day, sir. (laughs) Well, we appreciate that. I I appreciate the feedback. Yeah, definitely. I think he gave it a good rebuttal. Yeah. You don't know any apologies? No, I, I would definitely not apologize. We always say we don't apologize for anything. True. I think I think he took it as me, like doing like fanboy you know yeah. fanboy stuff well the way you're describing him he sounds like a nintendo fanboy <laughs> exactly uh but god love him he's a sabers fan god love yeah. him no we, we love matt and we appreciate the the email um, yeah but yeah I, I still totally disagree and i i time will tell sales will tell right but well, I mean, I know before E3, I was all excited to see yeah. Nintendo stuff, and after E3, I was like, well, Do I don't know. Do you think you're going to get one, Dan? Probably not. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to get one either. Unless they have some new stuff that comes out, or if the price is like 250 bucks. Even then, I would way rather get the Microsoft Surface tablet. Yeah. yeah I mean, I know it's not a console, but just right. in electronics in general. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. Right, you're right. We'll see. Only time will tell. We, we should be clear, like, I'm not saying the Wii U will totally suck and there will be nothing fun on there. I'm sure there will be something fun, but it's it's not the kind of thing that's going to drive sales. Mm-hmm. No, you, you're right, it's though, not. because right now I wouldn't get one. I kind of do want to try Zombie U, um, but if they started releasing other games that were good, I would get one because the games were good, right? not because it has two screens. Now, here's the question, too, like... Because they they are releasing like Assassin's Creed Three is going to be on there, uh, Ark, Arkham City, but like a lot of those games are multi platform, and if you're gonna, especially if they have a multiplayer component, you're going to get it for your Xbox. Absolutely, I maybe, think maybe I think PS3. I brought that question up before. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm used to Xbox, and right. that's what all my friends are going to have the new Xbox, and that's what yep. I'm going to get. You know, yeah, that's where I'm going to get all of the multi platform games. I'm going to get them for Xbox. Yeah. And I think I, I mentioned this too last episode that um, the only, there's not 
there's more than one way to innovate. Um, and that's not just with a controller. Like there are some great, awesome games on the Xbox and the PlayStation. Like innovative, creative, fun, artistic games that you know a person who only plays Nintendo games might not be aware of because they don't get a lot of press. But if if you're not on the console, you don't know about them. Yeah. Flower so, Journey, Fez Trials. Yeah, all, all those four. smaller games are just freaking awesome. Yep. And you know I think they would appeal to somebody who loved Nintendo games. No, that's just another aside, but whatever. We can move on. Okay, I think that's everything for news. I think so. But thanks again, Matt, for that. Absolutely. We pre- we appreciate it. We, I I see so I do see some of his points, but yeah. And feel free to rebut again. Yeah, because it, it it was a nice discussion. Yeah. So. Rebuttal our or yeah rebut our rebuttal. Yeah. Second rebuttal. Secondsies. I was gonna say elevensies, but it would be it would be secondsies. Right. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're gonna take a quick break and be right back with what we play this week. Right after this. Welcome back, everybody, to episode forty-nine of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are now in what we played this week. Uh, I'll go first. I played more Civ Five. I ended up finishing my. Uh, military victory. I conquered the whole world by taking out all the other guys. Thank you. I count that as a beaten game. Yep, it is a yeah, yeah. I guess it is. Um, and then I s- very quickly after that started my next game. I actually went up two difficulty levels from the second level to the fourth level. Um, I think it's Prince is what it's called, uh, and it's much harder, but it's a lot more fun because uh, much much more challenging. Uh, I'm right next to the English who keep attacking me for no reason. I don't know why. But probably every every like 15 turns they'll just attack me for no reason. But I think they're trying to take my cities. So the, way I, the English, Dan, they they rape and pillage the defenseless and uh, call it their own until they revolt. <laughs> the English? I thought that was the Mongolians. No, man. Mongolians were... English imperialism. Yeah. 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 The Zulus, bro. Come on. <laughs> Zulu. Zulu warriors. But yeah, I, I well actually <clears throat> it's funny because I'm playing as the Americans. Uh. In this game. I played as the Russians in the last one on the Americans and I keep getting attacked by the by the by the in- England. So America. America. Yeah. That's a get out. Difficulty levels uh with the, with those games are so hard because like it's really hard to come back from not doing well. Yeah, especially if you don't start off well in the beginning, you're just screwed for the whole game. That's yeah. what always turned me off to those games. Yeah. It's it's frustrating. I mean, I'm sure everybody has their anecdote where they said, oh, you know, I was doing so awful, and then I did this one thing. But, like, you you want to have your difficulty level so that you're experiencing a challenge and having fun. Yeah, you know, and it's not too hard. And it's not too hard. Um, but it's hard, so hard to do that in that game because you're either going to be like ahead the whole game, or you're going to be behind and realize you can't win and want to quit. Yeah, I'm. I think I'm. I think the difficulty level I'm on right now is a pretty good balance point. Um, I'm not doing the best, but I'm also not doing the worst. I'm on the higher end of the middle, probably. Yeah. So, um, but really, like my my whole strategy is I'm not going to have as many cities, but all my cities will be very well developed. 
Um, I, I got to a point where I could expand, you know, quite a few cities all at once. So I did that, but it's, uh, it's hard because I keep getting attacked and I've, I have to build soldiers to defend myself. Yeah. Um, but I think at this point now I have enough that I can start expanding again. Cause you always have to make sure your cities are covered cause you get attacked, especially by bar- barbarians all the time. Um, they're, they're a lot more, uh, involved in the harder difficulties in attacking you than they were before. So, but uh, very challenging, definitely, definitely good game. Um, do you do you feel like the military side of it is much more manageable without having to stack units? Oh God, yeah, it's so much better. Uh, I never it's liked good. it because you couldn't tell how many units you were getting attacked by, yeah. but now you do because they all have to be on a separate space. And I know a lot of uh, Civ um, loyalists didn't like that, but I I mean I thought it was a very positive change for the game. I agree with you 100 percent on that. Yeah. It was much much better, much better. Um, but I, I I didn't really play it that much. I you know I had finished my game maybe Thursday and then I started another one. But uh, that's all I played of that. And then I played Mass Effect three yesterday um, in attempt to try and see the new endings for myself on with with my character. But I you know fired it back up on the single player mission. I was like eleven hours in. And I actually started partway through a mission that I, before when I was playing, I just couldn't beat. Like, I just couldn't do it. I kept dying. Uh, it was one of the N7 missions in uh, on Benning. Oh, yeah. And I just couldn't couldn't do it. Uh, but it was one of those situations where, you know, because you spent some time away from it, I went back, back and the very first time I beat it. Nice. With no problem either. So that, that was boy. good. So, I, yeah, I advanced a couple of missions. It's always a good feeling when yeah, that happens. it was. Uh, so I I did a couple couple missions in, uh, on the single player, and then I played multiplayer for a mission, um, and did did really well. So it was a bronze one on uh, Firebase, the desert one, Ghost. Yeah, I don't know, I don't ghost, know which one they are. But it was the desert one against Cerberus, and it, it was only bronze level difficulty, but we we were victorious. Nice. Yeah. We have, to, we have to get back into that. I know. This is a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun playing Especially with all the new characters now that have been added. Yeah. A yeah. lot more to work up to. Yeah, was there multiplayer stuff in this extended cut DLC or no? No. It was just the The endings. thing, though, my article was on the speculation of uh, the multiplayer Earth that was supposed to come out. And it had like three maps oh, and six new classes. Oh, that's right. The guy who leaked uh, all of Rebellion like to the exact number for everything leaked that, so okay. I'm wondering when that's going to come. Yeah, that's probably will be the next thing, right? After, unless they do the after Leviathan, probably. Yeah, unless they do the Leviathan thing, or maybe it'll come out like just before. Yeah. yeah. So who knows? I want to. I want to play some Mass Effect Three multiplayer again. Yeah, we There's... should do that. That was some good times. Yeah. We got to get. Uh, I'm with you on that. I, I want to play it too. I, I enjoyed it. Um, but I was going to say, we should get a game we can all play together somehow. Scurry, why don't you get an Xbox, man? Yeah, Borderlands. We talked about this off the air. I am on a $10 a day budget. I am totally fucking games. willing to support getting you some money towards an Xbox. Let's Absolutely. Start a, let's start a Kickstarter. I know you don't want to accept my money, but I want you to accept my money. You know what I thought about um, what, what I wish I did back when the offer was still available was the $99... Uh, it's not available. Subsidize Xbox. I no, think they, I think they ended it. No, they start. They they sent it off to because uh, it was only at Microsoft stores for a while, but now it's at regular retailers like GameStop and yeah. Best Buy. Well, 
Well, first I got to come up with $99, but I, I seriously thought about doing And $15 that. a month for three yeah, years or it's whatever. Easier to, it's easier to not realize a $15 a month fee as it is, for me anyway, yeah. somebody who doesn't have a lot of money in the bank. Right. Right. But I don't know. It, well, I, I mean, we're gonna all going to play Torchlight too, right? On yeah. PC when that comes oh, out, we, yeah, we talked about that off the air a little bit. Um, yeah. Damn PC. Diablo 3's issues and how excited we are for Torchlight too. Yep. Agreed. If you're unfamiliar with Torchlight, I highly recommend checking it out. Especially yeah. the first one. Am I gonna need to get uh, another controller? No. Or is mouse work gonna work? I, I think you can use a controller yeah. if you want. If you, yeah. Well, well, either way, I have to get a mouse or a controller because I told you I lost the, the oh, Bluetooth connector. That's right. Yeah. No, I think you could probably use your Xbox controller for it. I, that broke. Oh, that's right. <coughs> I used the Bless thing you. like three times and it broke. Yeah, you probably you probably want something else. Yeah, get a mouse. Actually, I have a mouse if you oh, want it. You? Yeah, it's a it's not a wireless one. It's oh, a plug-in one. Okay. But if I I'll, I'll look for. If I, I hope yeah. it gets down here. Are we gonna do the sixty bucks for the four games? Probably. We might as well. Yeah. Split it. Yeah, I'm in on that. Me yeah. Because yeah, yeah. otherwise, it's twenty dollars for one game. Corey. So it'd only be fifteen bucks for for each of us to get four copies of the game. Corey has to save a day and a half. Corey, it's a day and a half worth of money right there. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a day and a half of eating, is what that is. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll take you out to lunch that day and a half. Yes. All right. Then you don't have to have garbage plate. <laughs> so that's all I played this week. Oh, I played Fallout New Vegas for like three minutes. Huge thing. Uh, it looks awesome on PC. Does it? A lot better than Xbox. I've been craving Fallout so bad. Yeah, Same here. me too. That's why I bought. It was only twenty bucks on Amazon for the Ultimate Edition, which has all the DLC. So that's what I'm going to be playing probably. I mean, Al- although I do want to play Mass Effect still. Resistance kind of uh, has that same same kind of universe a little bit. Yeah, but not as bit. not as intriguing. No, not nearly as intriguing. See, I couldn't get into Fallout. I like I understand, I can see why you guys like it. Yeah. I really can, but I just I don't know. Couldn't when get into they it. showed the first trailer for Fallout Three, I I fell in love with it and like. It, I was so excited for it. Those three years, like they showed the trailer, like yeah, two, years, two or three years before the game even came out. It was a long time. I could not freaking wait. And it didn't disappoint either. No, no. Maybe I'll give long. it another shot. You should. It's I have uh, both of them. If you want, I know. Borrow I one. borrowed it from you last time, and I played it for like a half hour. <laughs> That's why you didn't. I you, think it was just like the beginning of it. You I don't probably know. just got out of the vault. It starts slow. It, that's probably what it was, because that's yeah. that's how it felt. I was like, eh. yeah, they start slow. And I bet, yeah, I tried it right right around the time all the games came out in the fall. Probably, too. yeah. Over the summer is a good time to play it because yeah, right nothing... now, FIFA. St- well, I'll take FIFA. I really want to beat Uncharted. I still haven't freaking played that. Yeah, and Mass Effect too. Eric, nah, I want to beat it. You know what it's all about. I don't. So you're gonna skip it. <laughs> <laughs> what so I can play more FIFA? Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll take FIFA from you and you can have my Fallout. Yeah. Just a quick switch. I'm gonna have to think about that, Will. Yeah, we actually discussed uh, That's, uh confiscating Eric's FIFA coffee. Because I said it's ruined video games for me. I don't ever want to play anything else. I don't blame you. It's a very very well received game. 
We'll hang it up in right above our. It's halo. like an addiction, though. Like if you take that from me, I might struggle. Yeah. Well, I'll open up the case, hang it right above the Halo poster, <laughs> so, so I can just see it every Wednesday when I come every, here. Every Wednesday. If you beat a game that you already started, you get one day of FIFA 12 time. <laughs> I'm going to ration my FIFA time like Corey rations his money. There you go. <laughs> $10 worth of FIFA time. Yeah. $10 worth of FIFA time. Okay, who wants to go next? I'll go. I don't really have anything. Okay. Uh, I played Skyrim today with... <coughs> I, didn't, I got a late start on it because I was watching the, the Euro tournament, but... I wanted to play some of Dawn Guard for show purposes, and I didn't find it like Will did. So I ended up um, just doing the top mission that I had, and it was uh, turned out right at the end of the uh, the quest line where you defeat the Stormcloaks, because mm-hmm. I joined the Imperial Legion. So that's what I did. I defeated King Ulrich. Nice. Ulfric. That was a fun battle. Yeah. I'm proud of you, Eric. It was. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, my problem with Skyrim, though, is... Th- the fighting is awful. Yeah. yeah. I think. It's not... Uh, I See, I, I didn't like it until I had my stealth-oriented character. I didn't really the like... The fighting is awful? Yeah. It's just so hard to, like, hit somebody and, like... I don't know, man. Yeah, see, like I said, uh, that's why I like the stealth. Yeah. Sneaking up on people and slitting their throats or hitting shoot, yeah. shooting with... I like the bow stuff a lot. Like, I really enjoyed that. I mean, I guess it's realistic because, like, it would be hard in real life to do that, but... I don't know. No, I know. In my, a video game, I don't want it to be quite like that. I yeah, want it to help me a bit. My first melee character was kind of boring to play. Yeah. I thought the combat was a little bit boring, but with the, like I said, with the stealth yeah. character, it was a lot more fun. Yeah. A lot more fun. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that I find it boring. I just, it's just not tight. Yeah. But I do. I mean, everything else about it is great. Yeah. It's still a great game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's been a problem of uh, most of the Elder Scrolls game. I would say is is combat. It's 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 weird to have combat for like first person like that you know it's just it's just weird that it is it is better in skyrim than it is in like oblivion and morrowind oh yeah Yeah. definitely definitely okay anything else eric that's it dan all righty that's it okay will why don't you go ahead i uh played and beat borderlands Hey! Hey. hey Borderlands is a game that I picked up but didn't play a lot of and then didn't play it for a very long time. What did you think of the ending? Uh, it was all right. Yeah. I mean, the main story to me wasn't – it was decent. Yeah. I mean, killing the big cre- the big vault creature at the end was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, killing the rack hive was pretty cool. Yeah. But, I mean – I thought it was funny because they promised this, this – this treasure and then you get you the, don't get anything you don't even get the, the you just kill the creature and then yeah. the portal closes yeah i thought that was funny and that's it <laughs> but yeah it was a great game i also played and beat the uh, zombie island of dr ned uh-huh. just cool i thought that was funny because they kept uh making jokes about the ned and zed thing uh-huh. they kept on saying my evil twin brother uh, Dr. Zed, who I am not related to. They yeah. kept making jokes like that the whole time. Yep. I thought that was good. I th- liked that DLC a lot. Yeah, it was good. The only thing I didn't enjoy was killing all the zombies for the brains. Yeah. That, that took, took way long. too long. I found that if you, well, uh, shotgun to the head made made it so that a brain would come out just about every time. Yeah, headshots don't yep. make brains come out. Yeah. So, like, I would snipe and stuff like that. Yeah. But, Which uh, character did you pick? The Siren. Okay. 
was good with SMGs, but I used the sniper for that. But it was a great game. I started uh, uh, the new Robot Revolution, which is the Claptrap. Uh-huh. One of the Claptraps re- uh, revolts and gets all the Claptraps to join his side. Yep. So I'm doing that DLC right now. And that's nice. pretty cool. I was wanting to play it more, but Skyrim came out. This Dawn Guard came out and the yeah. extended cut from Aspect. So I probably will do that. And then the Secret Armory, Armory 1, and then Mad Moxie's Underdome. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, I forgot that about it. That sounds naughty. Mad Moxie. <laughs> Mad Moxie's Underdome Riot or something yeah. like that? Yeah. I'll probably do all those and then, I don't know, maybe move on to something else. I still have to be Assassin's Creed Revelations. So oh. Maybe that'll be my next game. <laughs> I have to play Brotherhood and Revelations. <laughs> I have. Skip them. <laughs> no, don't. I want to play them. Do you, you want to play bro- two? Yeah. Okay. Do I you want to play bro- two. I'll bring Brotherhood. It's the other one I'm still got to be. Two. God, I'm so close. To- Why? Mass Effect so 2. Great games to play. What? Those are great games. They're decent games. <laughs> if you want to play an Assassin's Creed game, play Assassin's Creed 3 when it comes out. I will. I want to be filled in with the story Corey, by the time Corey, you know I get there. damn well I'm not going to beat any of these games. That's what Wikipedia is for. If you want story, it's there. Yeah. Why is, what's, he, what's he doing? I don't know. Why is he, why is he being like I don't know what your angle is, Corey. Yeah, I, I want to know what this new angle of yours is. Disconnect the call. <laughs> Can we just cut him <laughs> off, Dan? Yes. But, uh, yeah, Dan, if you want a brotherhood, I can okay. let you borrow it. Yeah, not right now, because I have Fallout to play right now. But Yeah. Oh, and then I have to play Dawnguard, probably, when I get done with that. I want to play Dawnguard. I have to beat Dawnguard. Yeah, I'm going to play Dawnguard. <laughs> I have, like, four games I kind of want to beat. Corey, I just saw the, the picture you tweeted. You like it? Uh, I don't know. I don't like I the angle. I people smiling. I'm not even in it. It could have been more flattering for Dan and I, I feel like. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. I look like a freaking dweeb. Look at my mouth. <laughs> you look like you got... You look like you're, like, looking at porn or something. <laughs> <laughs> I wish He's got, like, a half-shit-eating grin on his face. He's like, oh, she's about to get naked. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, funny. But Borderlands is a great game. Definitely. Which is a good game? Borderlands. Yeah. Definitely worth the playthrough. Yeah, you gotta play through that one too. Yeah, you do. You should get an Xbox and you before do. De- before well, no, Deuce comes out. The thing out. is, is I have it on on live, the Game of the Year edition that has all the DLC. Oh wow, yeah. That's a... but. You know it's on live. And it's a lot of hours of gameplay. Yeah, wow. exactly. like not that I'm against on live. I think on live has great things, but like for a game like that, you know, first person shooter, that's a little more in- intensive gameplay. It, it, I don't know if that's where I want to play it. Yeah, yeah, it is very intensive gameplay. I am so excited for Borderlands 2, though. That may be the game I'm looking forward to the most. Uh-huh. Come fall time, is that right? That's, yeah, that's a good question. What are you guys looking forward to the most? Dishonored. You, you don't want my answer. Call of Duty. No, actually, before Dan said Dishonored, I was going to say Call of Duty. Actually, no, that's not even true either. Um, no, that probably is true. Call of Duty. Yeah. Dishonored. Oh, two Dishonored. Wait, Dan. when when does... um? What are those two PS3 games coming out? Next year, I think. Next year? Next okay, year. then yeah. Dishonored. Yeah, so two Dishonoreds, a Borderlands 2. I'm going to go with Assassin's Creed 3. Nice. Corey and I are changing it up looks good no it looks like a great game yeah yeah it does look sweet too many games i gotta get word that's why i love the summer because i can just like take my time 
with older games and like catch up on games and stuff. Yeah, because nothing's coming out really, except for maybe Torchlight Two. That's cheap. Yeah. Cheap game. I've okay. already got two likes on that photo, Corey. Nice. One of them's you, right? No. Just getting a little personal is all. Hey, you uh, know what? I was looking mighty ring. chubby on that photo. Mighty <laughs> chubby. I'm not looking much less chubby, Dan. So. <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> I'm gonna I, delete it. Do no, I don't. No, absolutely not. At least I don't you guys care. are in it. We're not apologizing for our chubbiness. No. <laughs> Ever. It's At least <laughs> Will makes a good point. At least we're in it. <laughs> I'm, yeah, you can only see my arm. I'll have to can see if I can. One? No, I'll have to see if I can adjust the webcam. I'm not going to look any better <laughs> in another picture. Chances are I'm going to look way worse if you take another one. Yeah. yeah I can uh, apply a pinch to you in Photoshop. If there you, you go. <laughs> pinch. Pin- pinch my waist in a little bit. I still think Corey looks like he's watching porn, though. <laughs> I maintain that. Um, yeah, Eric's referring to the picture I posted on the Thumbstick Athletes Facebook and Twitter pages. So if you're not on there, uh, get on there and you'll see what we're talking about. Get on it. Yes. Okay, is that all you played, Will? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Corey, Meh. what do you got for us? I played some Super Metroid. Uh, I promised... Who was it that said we should play it? Travis. Travis. I promised Travis I would play it, and I did, and I totally understand why it was so highly praised. Yeah. Um, I was supposed to play it, and I never got around to it. And it's weird, because there's very. I've played very few open... Like kind of open world 2D side scrollers. Yeah. And back in the day, I don't think I played any of them. But nowadays, I played like Terraria, which is kind of like Minecraft in 2D. Yeah. And uh, another game I talk about on this podcast is VVVVVV. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's the same kind of thing as Metroid. But yeah, Metroid's great. I don't want to spend too much time talking about it because most people know what it is and all about it and everything. But is there anything specific you guys want to know? I no, it was like two hours. It was deserved for its position on a lot of people's, at least top fives for Super Nintendos. Totally. Games. I don't know if it'll, it would like push its way into my top five. Well, no, because you don't that... you don't have the nostalgia of exactly. playing it back in the day. Most of that list is based on nostalgia. If I had played it back in the day, yeah, it probably would have made my top five. Like, yeah. And the gameplay still holds up really well. It was, yeah. it was a blast. I had a great time. Yeah. Um, I'll probably return to it at some point, but I did get like two. Two to three hours in, and it was cool. Okay. Excellent. Uh, another game I played with my girlfriend a lot was Rayman Origins. This is a Ubisoft 2D platformer. came out last year. I actually thought it was older than that, but it's not. It was just last year. Um, I'm not sure. It might have been November of last year. So it's, it's actually fairly new. Um, it's basically just like a multi-platform Mario. Mario Brothers. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> Go on about this Mario. So, yeah, it, there's four player simultaneous drop in and out co op, um, which is like New Super Mario Bros. Wii. Um, the characters in this game, it's called Rayman, so Rayman is obviously one of them. Glowbox is another, and there's um, two others. Teensies is what they're called, but me and my girlfriend played as Rayman and Glowbox. Um, there's, just like Mario, there's several different themed worlds and levels within those worlds. And uh, if, if playing multiplayer, you don't die, you bubble, just like in New Super, New Super Mario Brothers Wii, um, and your teammate can slap you back in. But I will also say that I think it is way more fun than New Super Mario Brothers Wii, and <gasps> more fun than a lot of the Mario games I've played huh. um, that kind of take that formula. Yeah. Uh, so th- the biggest thing is that there's an attack button. In, in those Mario games, there's no, like, 
attack button. There's no like punch or anything. Is this, there? This for PS3. It's multi-platform. Oh okay. PS3, Xbox. If I get it for PS3, can we play it together? Mm, I don't know if we can play online. That's dumb. <laughs> uh, I imagine you could. I don't see why not. Yeah. But I'm playing uh, game. Uh, it's Gamefly's copy. Oh okay. Because so, I beat it, I'll send it back. Go on. Um, but yeah, so there's an attack button, and there's different variations on that attack button depending on what you're doing at the time. If you're sprinting, you'll do like a spin kick. If you're uh, um, if you're if you're ducking, you'll do like a sweep kick. If you're in the air, you'll just do like an air punch. Um, so there's a lot of different variations on that. I also think that the settings are more imaginative and like more stylish than the Mario games. Some of the worlds I went to already were called Gibberish Jungle, which is a jungle, obviously. Another one was like Desert of Didgeridoos. So you're in this desert, and there's all these, you know, like musical <laughs> things that you jump on, and it makes a little tune and everything. Um, yeah, Gourmand Land, which is a food-themed world, and uh, Sea of Serendipity is where I'm at right now in the game. I think this, the soundtrack has way more character, too, than the Mario games. It sounds like a composition rather than some, like, digital variation on the old Mario themes, uh-huh. which is how, like, the game sound, the Mario games sound nowadays. And a big thing for me is that coins have a purpose. Um, they're not really coins. In this game, they're called lums. And the more lums you connect, the more lums you collect, the higher you rank once you beat the level. Um, and that frees these, thing call, these things called electoons, which are what you need to advance through the game. So the more electoons you have, the more levels you unlock. You need, like, 30 electoons to unlock such and such a level. And so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, it, you, it's like worth your time to try and collect every coin in the level for that reason. Uh-huh. Um, secrets also have a purpose. If you find the secrets, it's a way to free more Electoons. So you're obviously looking for secrets so you can get to more levels by unlocking more Electoons. Um, and it's kind of cool because you like you don't really notice it. It's really subtle, but if you're playing through a level, it, it'll say like, help, help. Like these little creatures will cry, <laughs> help, help. And I didn't notice it until like... <laughs> Me and my girlfriend had probably been playing for a few hours, and she's, she's like, wait, there's a secret around here. And I'm like, how do you know? And she's like, can't you hear the little creatures saying help? And I was like, no. Well, Corey, you're one of the thumbstick up. athletes, and you didn't pick up I on know. that? She, she showed me up, but that's fine. It made her happy, so that's good. Um, another thing they do is time trials. So after you beat a level once, you can beat the time trial to get another Electune, which kind of adds a little bit more of uh, replay value. And uh, there's also more variation in gameplay. So there's this one part that I love. It's like my favorite part of the game is when you ride a giant mosquito and shoot stuff. But it's cool because you can't like turn around. You can't shoot stuff behind you. And because the goal is to collect as many coins as possible, you want to shoot as many enemies as possible. But sometimes they're in positions where you can't shoot them because you can't turn around. So you have to deflect your shot off of things to hit the enemies that are in like weird little spots. So it's pretty intense. There's also these levels where it's like a high-speed chase where you have to keep up, up, otherwise you'll get, you'll get bubbled and you'll die, um, and that's 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 a lot of fun. They also have unlockable costumes, which is you know not something I really care all that much about, but it does give you something to work towards, you right. know, especially especially if you're into that. Um, I'll say that my girlfriend is. We, thinks that's kind of cool that you can unlock costumes uh-huh. me i don't really care but yeah. whatever it's also more difficult than the mario games i felt like new super mario brothers Wii was not all that hard i mean there were some levels where it was you know we had a, a little bit of a tough time eric i played it with you so i'm speaking when i say we i say me me and you, you. and i 
yeah, you and I, um, you know, there are some levels where we had a hard time, but mm-hmm. nothing that really, really kept us back. Right. Um, you know, three or four tries maybe on some of the levels. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I have more fun when I'm like really pressed to do a good job. And I think Rayman does a much better job of that than Mario. And it also has, uh, Rayman also has achievements if you're playing on Xbox or PS3. So again, there's a little more, more, little more replay value there and more to, more to suck out of the game rather than its, its surface value. Um, oh, I should say like, it's a lot like Mario, but it's kind of animated like a Sunday morning cartoon. Cow and Chicken and Ren and Stimpy are what I thought of uh-huh. playing it. So it, it's fun. It has a really cool animation style. Nice. Um, I highly recommend it yeah. for anybody that is into Mario-like platformers. And again, like there's a lot more to sink your teeth in. To I'm gonna get it. In a Mario game. Huh. Sounds good. And it's it's so much fun to play with friends. Like it's such an easy game, and and the whole bubble mechanic is great because if you're the best one playing, like. Everybody can die, and they don't really care because you can just slap them back in. So you're never, like, held back or, you know, vice versa. So it's cool. Yeah. And nice. it, it's one of those games that, like, I had heard about, but it's like Rayman. What the, what the hell is Rayman? Yeah. There was yeah. Like Rayman PlayStation oh, yeah. 2, I think. But, like, I had never played it, and I was like, whatever. Um, but, no, it, it's really awesome, and I, I seriously recommend it to everybody who is into those kind of games. Really good ratings. Uh-huh. I'm watching uh, gameplay yeah. right now, and it looks pretty cool. Of of all the games I've played uh, since I had like GameFly and Blockbuster, I'd say this is my favorite, even more so than Saints Row the Third, which I really liked. Okay, that's right. I forgot you really liked that one. And that was Rayman Origins. Rayman Origins, okay. yes. To reiterate, I'm gonna play yep. that one. In the uh, there's the one coming out for Wii U, but I don't really want to have to play it on Wii U. Is it Rayman honest. Legends? <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, I think it's, yeah. I think it's well, Rayman yeah. Legends. It is, yeah. Nintendo Wii U exclusive at this point, I think. Let me just look. Probably because of the freaking Ubisoft. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. That sucks. Uh, will I buy a Wii U just to play Rayman? No. Come on, it's for Rayman. The one for Rayman. There needs to be other things. Super yeah. Smash Brothers. <laughs> Well, Pikmin 3. <clears throat> yeah. Pikmin was fun. You can use the gamepad as a mini-map in Pikmin 3. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> totally worth it. Totally worth the $350 to buy it. All right, Corey, what else you got for us? The only other game I played was a little bit of Quantum Conundrum, which is a game I was so excited about. Um, it plays a lot like Portal. Uh-huh. Which makes sense because the lead designer on Port- one of the lead designers on Portal, Kim Swift, also made this game, um, and and it kind of takes Portal, but instead of the Portal gun as being the core gameplay mechanic, it's di- dimensional shifts that are the core gameplay mechanic. So there's the normal dimension, and you press a button and you can go into four other dimensions. One of them is fluffy, which makes everything lighter; heavy, which makes everything heavier; um, slow, which slows everything down; and excuse me, reverse gravity which obviously alternates gravity. Um, If you like, yeah, I'll start by saying if you like Portal, this is a a solid alternative and something you can play in the meantime. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah, Yeah, buddy. Okay, because you froze up, so I can't, like when the video freezes, I think the microphone is off. But Uh. um, 
So my biggest, there's not really not much to talk about. It, it plays a lot like Portal. You go to your uncle's, your like mad scientist uncle's mansion as a young child, and when you get in there, something goes wrong, and he gets lost, and you have to get your way through the mansion um, by going through different wings of the mansion, and you know every room has a different puzzle to solve which is a lot like Portal in a lot of ways. But I will say, and this is a criticism I had of the game Closure I played on PS3 a lot, is that the, the platformer elements are really frustrating for a puzzle game. Because when I'm playing a puzzle game, like I want to just have to work on the puzzle and solve that and feel good about myself. I don't want to have to solve the puzzle and know what to do and then fail at the platformer part of it. It's just really frustrating. Yeah, like, I, I know mean. exactly what I need to do, but I can't quite make the jump because my computer doesn't run the game perfectly. So I'll hit like a you know a little snag and uh, frame or, rate or whatever. Or the controls are a little weird, or the camera's a little weird. Yeah, and it like reminded that. me. Um, I was playing today, and I just couldn't beat this one part. I knew exactly what I had to do, but I just couldn't make the jump because my computer wasn't running the game as smooth as I needed it to. And it reminded me exactly of trying to get the datacrons in oh. Star Wars: The Old Republic. Yeah, that was hard. It was so on a laggy computer. Um, I'll also say that the environment is kind of boring um granted portals environments were pretty bland for the most part but it kind of made sense in terms of the narrative you were like this test subject going through these different tests um so of course there wouldn't be there wouldn't be much to look at and see but in this particular setting you know your your mad scientist uncle's mansion um it sounds like a pretty promising setting but really there's not much to look at and i feel like they kind of squandered the opportunity uh, here I am saying that, but at the same time, my computer can't run what is in the game. So, right. but still, like, there's just not much to not much to manipulate and look at. Like, the only things you can move around are safes, which are heavier, and there's like boxes and like chairs, and that's all that kind of fills this environment and stuff to work with. So I got, I was in the first wing, and I got the. Fluffy, I unlocked the fluffy dimension and I unlocked the heavy dimension, and that's where you know I'm kind of caught up because my computer can't run the game fully. Right. Um, that said, though, like it's a lot of fun, and if my game, if my computer ran good, I'd probably appreciate it a little bit more. Um, Is there any not, chance of it coming out for consoles? Yes, it will come out on consoles. Okay. I just I don't I don't think they've announced a release date, so. Okay. Um, it's one of those that I'll probably reserve judgment for until I can play it on a console that runs it smoothly. Right. Um, that said, though, I still feel like it's it's a solid alternative to Portal. If you're really into those games, I think you'd really like it. There's there's some pretty cool puzzles. Um, again, the platforming elements kind of frustrate me, but yeah, whatever. Okay. And I'm I'm not just saying that because of my computer. Like I've heard that criticism of it from people who have computers that can run it. So. Right. Okay. And that was Quantum Conundrum. Quantum Conundrum for PC. Okay. That everything? Meh. That's all Meh. I got. Okay. Well, I guess I'll go through our normal rigmarole at the end of the, <laughs> the episode. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at capital T, capital S, athletes. Um, Facebook.com slash thumbstickathletes is our Facebook page, so like us on Facebook. You can leave us an email at thumbstickathletes at gmail.com. Our website is thumbstickathletes.com. Our Google Voice number, for if you want to leave us a voicemail, is 607-527-0547. So you can call and leave us a voicemail there. 
Um, if you want to help the podcast, you can, or if you're going to be ordering something from Amazon, because I know you are, because everyone orders stuff from Amazon, just uh, clear cookies and then click through our banner on our website, which now is underneath our Twitter gadget on our website. So uh, Corey did a little restructuring of our website and some uh, what graphical updates, I guess. Mostly, uh, well, I put a new banner on there, but mostly yeah. it was just coding stuff. Yeah, and like moving stuff around. Yeah, it look, looks looks really good. So, uh, you know, be sure to check that out. But yeah, if you're going to be ordering something from Amazon, clear cookies, and then click through our site, and then place your order. It won't cost you anything else, but it will help the podcast. So, uh, definitely do that. Yeah, like I said, check out our new like structure, new 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 uh, new paint job on the website, right? A uh, fresh like new that. coat. New paint job. Yeah, pearly. Yeah, it's 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 a new paint job. It looks good. Um, our the way our posts are going to be is now what it shows the little paragraph, and then it'll have the flash player. And if if you want to read the show notes, you just click on the on the on the blog post itself, and it'll take you to the show yeah. notes. So. That's- at the bottom of the excerpt on our homepage, it says click to read more. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's so, where the show notes are. Yep. So if you want to see what we talked about during an episode, you can just do that. So I think that's all that we've got. Next week will be our 50th episode. Woohoo. Not sure if we're going to do anything special or not, but we're, we'll see. Well, maybe we should all do it in our underwear. Uh, I, that happens anyway sometimes. <laughs> we should get drunk because we haven't done that in a while. <laughs> True. Not since march so it's been a couple of months i mean i'm off wait we're recording thursday i think so shit well i mean we, we'll stuff to figure it out probably thursday will be when we record okay so we could record uh the night of the fourth of july oh i think it's a terrible idea i'll be all partied out i'll be i've been out in the sun and I'm drinking be beer all day drunk exactly every which way. i'm gonna be ready for bed one of my favorite days of the year. I always look forward to getting drunk with your dad on his birthday. Yeah. Fourth of July is a great, great, oh, God, great I look day. forward to it every year. I missed it last year. I know, Dan. Because I had to work. There was a snafu with scheduling. I was off on the actual fourth, but... I love your use of snafu there. Oh, yeah. I, I like to drop snafu occasionally. <laughs> but there was a snafu with my work schedule, and the party was on the third instead of the fourth, and I didn't have to work on the fourth, but I did have to work on the third. So I missed uh, the party, but on the 4th, we ended up uh, back here playing D&D, and I got really drunk. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, you tried going fun? through walls. That's awesome. That yeah. was a year ago. Holy crap. Yeah. Corey, you think it's bad now. That was right before we started recording. Wait till you turn 28. Wow. That was we right. got to play D&D again. I know. I agree. Uh, you know what? I'm downloading Dungeons & Dragons online. For, it's free to play now, so... How much is it? I should check that out. (laughs) I'll report on that next week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah, that'll do it for episode 49. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. I'm Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement.